0: Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified
1: Brew Head. And I am Nathan from Nathan Does Beer.
0: Yes, you are. And welcome to episode 134 of Beer and the, the Podcast adjunct series. This evening, Nate, it is just us. and We are doing yep. something that we both very much wish we did not have to do.
1: Yeah, this is a bit. This is a bit of a somber one tonight. Unfortunately,
0: we've had somber podcasts in the past, um, and uh, you know, they're not the funnest. But this felt like something that we, you know, not had to do as much, but really, it was important to do this. Um, If you are in Ontario and uh, you've been following the scene over the last what decade, uh, you know, you would be very familiar with this brewery. not that long ago, Barncat Ales out of Cambridge, Ontario, they announced somewhat vaguely on Instagram that they will be closing their doors permanently in, uh, I believe it was at the end of August this year, 2023. That's
1: right. So yeah, that this was-, was anou- the, Yeah, they announced this on May 30th.
0: May 30th. Do you know what? Do you want to read the post? Do you think we should read the post? Yeah. Because it's not that long. Sure.
1: Sure. Let's do it uh okay so yeah may, mm. on may 30th uh, they like they post uh, post on instagram and uh, like just a nice and simple label just their uh, you know their sign on their uh, on their uh, wood sure panel right. wall there and it says we've got some sad news to share this morning at the end of august we will be closing the doors of Barncat cat artisan ales we will be continuing to release new beers into july and selling beer into august We've had a blast making beer for you guys the past seven and a half years. We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported us over the years and those who continue to do so in our final months. If you're a brewery looking for equipment, send an email to barncatales at gmail.com for a list of what we will have available. Thanks again for everything, Matt and Jeremy.
0: So, when that happened, that was obviously the talk of uh, the scene it was only two weeks ago actually like um, yeah so you know it was very very unexpected and out of the blue at least for the you know there's two people who you know Matt and Jeremy are the founders co-founders and and brewers so there's no one else in that business so I mean it was you know it's uh I haven't heard anything about any reasons why they don't have to tell us why, which is completely fine. But we, tonight we decided that we should, and this was your idea, Nate, and because you were the Barn Cat aficionado from the beginning. I just didn't have access, and we're going to talk about all of that stuff tonight. So uh, we picked up a few beers from the Durand Bottle Shop here in Hamilton, got them out to Nate. So we're going to go through three beers, uh, a crispy, some haze, and a stout, because that is primarily what Barn Cat do, just to give a bit of an overview and just share some thoughts and anecdotes and stories and... And just to really express what it means, what they mean and meant to the Ontario craft beer scene and how many brewers were inspired by them and really what they've done uh, for Ontario craft beer. So uh, once again, wish we didn't have to do this, but it kind of feels right to pay tribute. And we didn't, like to be clear, we didn't even approach the boys about being on. We did have Jeremy on on episode 95 uh, of this series, the adjunct series. So you could go find that um, on YouTube and everywhere you listen to podcasts if you want to hear the story And we just kind of felt like there wasn't, didn't want to bother them. I'm sure they probably didn't want to talk about all this shit. Like they're closing their business down, they're losing their livelihood. They might not want to, you know, it might come across. Maybe they're trying to promote it or something. So, hopefully, they hear and you know understand what they mean to people. I'm sure they're aware, but it's always nice to hear. You know, get your flowers as such. But uh, yeah, that was why we didn't even approach them about it. This is just something that uh, Nate and I wanted to do, and. I know, just drink some great, great Barncat beers that we'll won't be able to ever get again. Um, Yep, while we still can. While we still can and just, you know, share some stories. Whilst wearing our gorgeous Barncat hoodies, thank you again, Jeremy. This is a a staple in my wardrobe. I love it. So, Nathaniel, what are we starting with, my man?
1: So we are starting with Barncat Premium Lager.
0: Yes indeed. Now this was canned back at uh, I think it was March 22nd 2023. Come on. fucking get it. Don't make me tap the screen. There we go. Look at that. Um I have had this one before. I don't remember when. Um do we have it on the pod? We might have even had it on. The no,
1: pod. um no we ESB, did not have right? this one on the pod. Okay. Um Yeah, in fa- like in fact the uh like the the crispy so to speak that we had on the pod was the ESB. I don't th- like I don't think we had a, a like a logger actually.
0: Right. And uh, look, to be uh, to, while we're given crazy flowers, the fact that Jeremy sent us an ESB to have on the pod from a a, a, a brewery as illustrious and hyped and beloved as Barncat was the coolest shit in the world to me. And I think I, I actually credit that for why I really, really like ESBs. Um, I was already yep. in the market for them. I, I fuck with them. But... I kind of feel like that was just more like Barncat's cosine of ESBs made me love them more than anything else I could have imagined. Uh, yep. Would have. So, you know, I reckon that's a pretty amazing cosine right there that, you know, they're, they're bringing. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that they were responsible, but they absolutely made me think they were cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this like, we're trying to get some info on it. Finger, um, what's it called? Untapped didn't really say a lot i'm gonna go and double check
1: and again. Uh, and neither did their instagram post as well I, like i think uh, maybe they were trying on purpose to keep it uh, like to keep it really plain and uh, like in description as to kind of just be a straight up uh, like a straight up crispy crusher
0: Yeah, I think you might be right and just not make a fuss. It just is what it is. I just checked. I actually had it June 7th, 2022. So almost a year to the day. I must have bought it uh, right before. Oh, because that's when we came looking for this house. We bought the house that uh, a few days, not too long beforehand. I did a Duran run. So um, must have had it then grab that uh so even that I really associate I feel like we should take a sip but I really associate Barncat now with Duran heavy cuz I was getting them as much as possible since we've been here and since I started coming here um so it's it's just going to be weird to not be able to get this shit man so yeah first beer cheers to Barncat.
1: cheers get that up here ooh the aroma on that's great oh yeah nice
0: bready Multi, it's sweet. So it's just a premium lager, five percent. Everything you would want out of a nice, classic, clean lager. A little bit of uh oh, grassy yeah. bitterness in there, balanced multi sweetness, mm-hmm. uh dry, super, super dry finish. Makes you just want to come back for more. Um yep. just fucking butte, mate. Bloody butte. I love it. So not yeah, like we said, don't really know anything about the hops or anything at all and I almost feel like hilariously like this is like quintessential barn cat in the sense of their vagueness and mysteriousness seems to be yeah. their they kind of shit the since they've been around like they've forever stayed that you know kind of sort of had a tap room for a bit and I don't believe they do now
1: and, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't believe they're open for on uh, like for on-site um, consumption right now. But they did like, but they did for a bit only, uh, only in the sense that um, they basically put up some hmm. like put up three or four picnic tables in their uh, um, like in their uh, retail store,
0: <laughs> and that was it. Eh, okay, that was it. I wonder if it's still. I wanted to get down there and visit, even just beforehand, just for the sake of it, just grab whatever they had and just see the place and say g'day to them i think i might try and do that still but um yeah i hadn't actually got down there but yeah so this is you know p- basically would it be fair to say the bank had exclusively did uh lagers hayes and uh oh ipas because i know they do west coast too and then uh stouts is that fair
1: um 99.9%. I oh, would say uh, like, I, like, I would say, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like they're obviously very big on barley wine as well. Um, like that was in, like, you know, in the heavy beers that they did along with the, uh, uh, along with the stouts. Um, I can, uh, they mm. did a Baltic Porter a couple of times and I can think of one fruited sour they did. There's probably more, um, but, but yeah, not, not, almost. Not too, like, but mm. like almost exclusively, crispies, uh, IPAs, and then big dark beers.
0: Yes, I'm just even quickly as you're saying that, scanning through the IG, and nothing is pulling my attention to think that it's anything but. All of those things. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Pay all obviously, as well, and things like that.
1: Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. We're counting that in with the, with the IPAs and whatnot.
0: Actually, looking at um, this 20th of July last year, they had a draft only release. So, as, you know, as late as July last year, they had.
1: Uh, okay. So, uh, they, yeah. So they were still having on site uh, at which that point. Good. Oh, and I see yeah, someone yeah, else yeah. here.
0: They did a Brett Saison in a bottle, a 750.
1: Oh yes, oh yes. yeah it, you know what? They've actually done a couple of those now that um, like now that I think about it when they were doing more ball releases, they did have a few more um, Saison's and uh, and things of the like. I remember oh, like a good long while back, um, this must have been like 2018, 2019, something like that. Yes. Um, there was a Saison that they did aged in gin barrels from willibald and that was uh, like and that was before i even really knew who willibald were that may have even been actually before they were a brewery they may have just been doing the distilling at that time
0: okay see that's okay so they've kept their um offerings pretty like you know uh minimal and i respect that because you know at a brewery that small that's they're doing what they care about and i think that's super important for uh Mm -hmm. for a brewery to be really really true to that um
1: and yeah and we again we know from having talked to jeremy that like that's been their thing all along like i don't think they brewed a single beer they didn't want to brew
0: (laughs) which is full respect to that you know they were like pioneers which we'll get into um and I don't know it probably takes more balls to do that than to sort of bow to the market. And they were doing yep. stuff that now is a no brainer, but when they started doing it, mm-hmm. it was rolling the dice and they built yep. their brand off it, which is even cooler. And that's why it hurts even more because barn got so yeah. many people into haze in this province and beyond. And it's yep. just, it's just fucking crazy.
1: And like, they really like, they were, as we know, like the first in the province and, definitely were one of the only for a good long while um that were brewing like that were brewing something like on the very early uh like on the very early stages of like of that trend and um it was one of those things like they were so sought after because they were one of the only ones doing it and they were also pretty hard to get your hands on which uh, like as you say we'll get into yeah um before uh th- before we go any further just before it slips my mind coming back to what you were saying with the um uh, like with kind of the vagueness and simplicity uh, th- yeah. like of their uh, social media and whatnot that, that like that actually just reminded me and as we were flipping through instagram before um anytime they show their releases um it's so funny like they say very very little about them um and like especially in this case with this premium logger. They said almost nothing about it other than no. basically it's a logger. Uh but if and this is going back um like going back as far as I can remember when they would announce their releases if it's an IPA these are the hops in it this is the ABV and that's kind of all you know about it <laughs> uh, no, it's like right. you know th- there's not uh you know they like there's not a mention of tasting notes uh they like don't really talk about the um don't really talk about the malt bill at all uh like anything else it's just straight up this uh, like this is the beer these are the hops Boom. and uh, I, I i kind of uh like i like i respect that a little bit like i mean i also like it when like when breweries will give more information like something new about the process or the t- uh, like or what they think the tasting notes are and whatnot but there's also something to be said for uh you know giving minimal information and letting the customer kind of make their own impressions not uh, like, like that aren't colored too much by the information that you're presented because mm. as you and I both know when you're told things like you know uh like we taste uh, like you know we taste this stone fruit and like and this berry in this one as soon as kind of someone says those things it starts to trigger the same thing in your head um whereas if you're coming to it kind of like kind of from a blank slate it forces you to kind of figure out for yourself what it is and not be uh not be prompted by anything.
0: That's a great point. I've, uh, funnily enough, Rose would do that with wine now. They actually took away their tasting notes from all of their wine bottles and, uh, <clears throat> and let the consumer decide what they're tasting, which I thought was kind of cool. So there's definitely something to that. Some, oh, I've talked to a few people about this and, uh, about Barncat, not, not so much about the tasting side of it, but a few folks have said that they believe their mysteriousness, whilst initially that was their, the attractor, you know, I don't know if this is much of a reference, if you're familiar, you know, the weekend, the singer, the RB dude. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I know it's not your genre, but when he came out, like he came out in 2011 and when I worked at the Apple store in Toronto, and I remember it being the biggest thing amongst all the people there because it was like a guy that was kind of co-signed by Drake. No one knew what he looked like. It was just this guy who had this voice kind of like Michael Jackson doing these dark, he just, music back then does not sound like what it does now. Now it's all poppy like stuff. Back then it was this dark haunting minor key R&B shit. And... It was just the coolest. No one knew. And I saw his, went to his second show ever. His first show was at like the mud club in Toronto that like sold out in like minutes type of thing. And like that, and a lot of people have tried to replicate that type of mysteriousness in all different things, whether it's fashion or music or blah, blah, blah. And it works sometimes. And Bunkat, whilst they weren't trying to hide anything, it was more just like this little hole in the wall, from what I understand, hole in the wall type of place where they just brew tiny little, You know uh, set up um just making world-class shit ahead of the time at their time and if it's like if you know you know so it was this this like a a coolness to that and a few folks have suggested to me that it was like that that might have ended up being their demise where they didn't try to expand the business didn't try to make more didn't try and get sales or you know have like a proper tap room or do any of those things. Um, I don't know if that is fair or accurate criticisms. I don't know how I feel about it. Cause I, I just feel like I kind of don't know enough and I feel like you can only judge by asking them what their motivation. Yeah. Is. And I,
1: yeah. And I don't, uh, I, I, I don't really want to, uh, to speculate too much. It, uh, it, it you know, uh, yeah. like especially, especially on here, it's it, like, it would seem a bit rude and, uh, and, and, really unnecessary because I mean, whatever, uh, like, like there are probably like, there are probably a number of factors that added up to it. Some of it could have been their uh, Like some of it could have been their like their approach to the business that well, like that we'll never know. But we also know, um, from talking to so many people in the business that like, you know, beer sales are sl- like are slumping pretty universally across the board yep. uh like there's like there's all kinds of issues with it, like with rising ingredient prices and you know shifting consumer demands all of these things undoubtedly uh, like played a part in it um and i don't uh, I, I i don't think either of us really care to speculate any further on what specifically uh like prompted this decision
0: no, not at all. And I, I brought it up not to be disrespectful in any way. No, no, way I, at know. All, I know. I just know. To, just to sort of like, you know, that's what people said. to Because when I was talking to people, we, that wasn't even the topic of the conversation. People brought that up to me, like two or three different people did. And I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like people are thinking about that and talking about it. And I, and I think they're doing it because they're sad about yes nobody wants this i haven't heard anyone be like yeah good like everyone's like devastated about it everyone's really particularly the industry the industry folks are just like yeah like i talked to matt from Rorschach about it and he was like fuck man like i don't think he even knows them and it just I, yeah. it hits home with a lot of people because i bet all of the, the different people i've spoken to about it were by and uh, would have to have been at the very least inspired by what they're doing um you can't be Making beer at, at any sort of decent level in Ontario and not be aware of Boundcat and uh, be, you know, arguably be inspired by what they have achieved in spite of those potential reasons that people are speculating about, you know, closure, whether it's the business practice or, or whatever, which I think is a testament to the quality of what they did and the passion that people had for the product. You don't, you can't, you can't buy that sort of hype or, interest no amount of marketing would ever result in that it's just that's just straight up fucking quality yep which is absolutely uh, and i think you're right i think it's really at the end of the day like we we meaning the entire beer industry and you know drinkers and everything would have expected something like this to happen to to multiple breweries and Still do and it's I, I really, really hope not. I didn't but Barncat was not the one that any of us expected, I think. That was probably a lot yeah. of of all of everyone's surprise. And and your immediate question as a human is why? Why? As in like, can we fix it? Is there something we could do? Yeah. Like what is it? That's yeah. where I think people are coming from where they're just like
1: Oh, for sure. And, and yeah, like, and, 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 you know, just to be clear, I wasn't like, it's a, it's a completely a natural response to uh, like, to wonder why uh, like to wonder why and what might have led to it. And um, like, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing disrespectful about that, about like about discuss, like about discussing it or wondering why I'm more, I I was more just saying that, um, that like, it feels unnecessary for us to do it here where we're kind of paying tribute to one of our favorite breweries in the scene. But of course, you know. What, like, like wondering and speculating like about it people on their own I'm not you know' I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that I'm just saying there's not really much purpose served by us uh, kind of digging too deep into that here
0: exactly we're here to celebrate a legacy and what a legacy these two gentlemen have created um one Indeed. thing you said to me the other day which I thought was and I didn't think of it until you said it but you were like every single brewery that we love has collaborated with barncat and typically feel like a big like their anniversary releases um yeah everyone badlands third moon um fucking bellwoods um like Mm -hmm. this i know i just said blanket for a second but there's like so many and it was like every single time was like oh barncat club of of course it makes sense and i know it's an honor for these breweries to you know be to to be able to work with them Because they came out, Banquet came first, really.
1: Really, yeah. And uh, it was one of those things of, uh, like, collabs have, of course, become a lot more, uh, like, a lot more commonplace now since 2020 with the, like, and then with the rise of virtual collaborations and whatnot. Prior to that, when, uh, like, when collabs were a little bit fewer and farther between and kind of a bit, uh, like, a bit more special in their, like, in their rarity, Mm. um, it was one of those things of if one of your local breweries did a collab with Barncat, it was really really exciting. Yeah. Um, like I'm thinking back, um, again around like, must have been 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, there was a collab that they did with Dominion City, um, Ooh. and uh, like, and I remember uh, like like Ottawa was, bumping for it. Um, what was it? Do you remember? Yes, I do. So it was so they they did two different versions of it, like one like one at Dominion and one at Barncat. The Dominion was called a with fruit. Um and it was like and it was a hazy double with passion fruit. I had that. And okay. um and the Barncat one was a with no fruit.
0: God, gotcha. I remember that explicitly. I'm going to see if I can find it. I had the Dominion one. I bet you you got it for me.
1: I probably did,
0: Uh which is because I remember being. Yeah, I had that. That was what. Oh, I had it twice. Uh, Twenty nineteen, April. Ah, okay, um, f- and that's so sick that I, I remember that now very very well. And like, yes, I was I was batshit for that B. I was like, fuck yes, bro. Like, there was like a because Bonk had like for for people who haven't you know watched and listen to the podcast with Jeremy, which I'd highly, if you're listening to this and you haven't, or watching this and you haven't checked that out, like once you're finished with this episode, definitely go check that out, episode 95. It's called A Glass of Yellow Milk, which is a funny title because that's really what their beers are. Their story is great. And, you know, maybe we could even go to, you know, the the reason why, you know what, before we even go into why they're all sort of special and interesting, which I guess we're going to be harping on for, for this whole episode. What was your... First interaction or first sort of memory of Barn Cat, and how did you personally fall in love with them as a drinker?
1: Yeah, so going back to my kind of early days in the craft beer scene, and um, like, so I'd already been interested in craft beer for like for a few years uh, before I got into like the social media scene and um, at, like in kind of getting to know. Um, people uh, like getting to know people in this uh, like in the Ontario scene and whatnot. Um, so in the early days there, like, you know, you start following all the, like all of the breweries and uh, like, as you kind of go, like go along, you discover more and more breweries Your then your follower list goes up and up and your, um, or your, your following list goes up and up rather. And, uh, you know, you're getting to know all of the breweries in Ontario. Um, Barncat like eventually came across, um, I came across at one point and start following them for a while. And once you get to start to know kind of people who are pretty active in local scenes and you start to see the stuff that they're posting and whatnot. And it became pretty clear pretty soon um, that like, okay, so this is like, so this is the place that's <laughs> brewing new England IPAs in Ontario. Right. And not like the, you know, at at this point you've already kind of maybe heard about things like heady topper and vermont ipas and whatnot but of course once you started hearing about new england ipas with this like big thick haze and what um and whatnot um it's uh, it was of course extremely eye-catching back in the day and not a lot of people were doing it short of say um bellwoods who followed pretty closely after with things like with things like jutsu and witch shark and whatnot but Not a lot of people were doing it and barn cats were again pretty eye catching because it looks like a big like a glass of thick turbid orange juice um, which is very eye catching and you know pretty like and pretty rare at the time of course so you start to get uh, like start to get pretty keen to try it after a little while when you're seeing it and, uh, and you know, being out in Ottawa when that, like, this is back in the days, of course, when they were only, uh, like when they were only doing growler fills, they, like they weren't canning anything at that point for quite some time. Um, and, uh, so it's like, so I was just seeing it there and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to try this. Um, but then it, uh, um, at one point, um, my best friend who lived in Kitchener at the time, uh, one time when I went to go visit him, uh, he'd been hyping up, um, Arabella park to me, uh, which is a fantastic beer bar. One of my favorite beer bars, uh, li- like literally anywhere I've been, um, they're li- like they're, they're on a short list for me. And, um, we were at Ara- Arabella park and, uh, for those who don't know, they've got this big, uh, like this big blue board um, behind, uh, like behind their taps that, um, as well, like as one keg gets tapped, they'll basically just wipe out the white mm-hmm. marker and write in the next one that goes on. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, as like, so as we're there and you know, we'd had our first beer and our food and whatnot, and I'm watching the board and I see someone wipe one off and what they write in next is Barncat artisan ales, 36 inch chain. And I'm like, yes, now's my moment. <laughs> um, they're, they're, like I'm fi- like, I'm finally going to get to try a taste of this. Uh, so like, so <gasps> ordered that immediately. This was my friend. Like, so this was my first taste. Um, 36 inch chain is, um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to remember the hops off the top oh, of my head. I'll find um, a way I, to I feel, I feel, I like, I feel like it's Nelson and, uh, like, and something else. Um, but in any case, uh, tasted absolutely fantastic Citrin, nelson. uh you know Citrin nelson okay yeah um you know huge huge bold hop flavor like nothing i'd ever tasted before um and like i i was already kind of i was already kind of like you know mysteriously following them but at, like but at that point after first taste i, I, I like just in love from there they lived um, up to the hype immediately right it surely Ooh. did they surely did and um Amazing. It was like it was a bit of a tease at that time, of course, because then after that taste, I, you know, I head back to Ottawa and I'm like, OK, well, I don't know if I like I don't know when I'm ever going to taste that again. Those that completely
0: um, pre-cans. It was own. Yes. Yes. OK. And yes. When was this approximately, do you think?
1: Uh, this would have had to have been sometime in 2017 or 2018.
0: So they would have been, open, so, they opened in 2016. So I, I believe yeah. Like the so they would have been open
1: for a year or two at that mm-hmm. time.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, there was, I remember they did their first IPA, which we'll get to around April, 2016 was what Jeremy told us. So yeah, just for context that, you know, that's where we're sitting. Yep. Okay. So they've been around for a couple of years, really generating hype predominantly in the tri cities, but obviously that spreads via social media and via word of mouth and such.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, as anyone who was kind of involved in um, like in craft beer instagram in ontario at that time um trading uh, between for, like between beer instagrammers was uh, like was very very common practice at that like at that point with beers being uh, like you know being shipped across the province for uh because you know the online stores weren't a thing back then independent bottle shops mm-hmm. weren't a thing back then if it wasn't in your city and, uh, like, again, it wasn't, you know, in your local LCBO, CBO, you didn't have any way to like any way to try it. Um, mm. so that's so, like, so trading be- like became pretty common and I got into that for uh, like for a little while in those first couple of years, um, and, uh, you know, became uh, like became virtual friends, uh, with a very nice dude who, who many people in Ontario will probably know, uh, Chad, whose handle is bad chatter on, uh, on Instagram um and he was my barn cat hookup for uh, uh probably for almost 3 years uh, I, I would say before mm-hmm. uh, like you know before he, it started to become a little more accessible through uh through independent bottle shops cuz they never did uh, online shipping themselves but most of the big shops like you already mentioned Durand get like guts all of their releases um uh, bevy Beer had they uh, like, had all of their stuff for a while places like uh, uh like the Wheel brew would yeah. uh, like would certainly get like get all of their stuff um so then it started to be like to become a little more widely available But that but that back in those trading days uh like chad was my guy and um it, like and hooked me up fairly regularly and some like some really tricky ways too because and i think i mentioned this on the pod with uh, like with jeremy but um there was like there was at least twice where he even managed to send a growler uh like one of these old like one of these old school barn cad growlers uh that used to be the only way they would serve he would, like he would send one of these to me through the mail That's um so cool. which was uh, like, w- w- which is quite a feat of uh, um some very careful packaging and uh that, that, that like to get that there um sure so yeah so so chad is like so chad kept me uh, like you know kept me going uh, like on that for mm-hmm. like for a good while and um was very kind. Uh, oh, and they, that reminds me. I think the first growler he sent me was actually a Badlands collab because that was uh, like Ooh. it was one called Catlands, um, um, and this I was even up. before I had like before I had any idea who Badlands was. Uh, there must have been very early days for them, um, and you know, uh, like Badlands, who, like who would then uh, like become what they like become what they are now. Um, that's quite a thing that they did a collab uh, way back then.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find lamp Was it two words? Um, no, here it is. I got it. That's a good question. Eight point three percent. It had it had Cara Cara oranges, and it was with yes. mosaic. And it was yep. 2018. People were posting it in 2018. Obviously, no cans. All of these pictures are um, just glasses. Growler pours. And, and it looks fucking hazy as shit. Looks gorgeous.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was something special. Mm. And, um, uh, again, uh, in the episode, like, you know, in our chat with, uh, like with Jeremy, we would, uh, I know we mentioned, um, their first canned release, which of course was triple Simcoe, yes. um, quite a fucking bold beer for uh, like for their first can release. And, uh, and I remember Jeremy saying like, he want, uh, like, he wanted to do something bit like big and bold that would, uh, like, that would kind of hold up in cans really well. Um, and yeah, like that was a huge, huge beer. And uh, Ch- like Chad surprised me with that one. He didn't even tell me it was coming. It's just, like, it's just I like one day I get uh, a parcel showing up at my door from Chad and I lost my mind when I opened it and saw that it was a can <laughs> of triple Simcoe.
0: Did you get that for me? Cause I, I've had it and it was 12th of May, 2018. And it was my first ever barn cat. And I, thought it was from you because I feel like you uh, were always my You know what plan. I
1: don't think I don't think that was from me I think you Just, had that when you did your pod with Hillary
0: so I thought that too but that was in November
1: oh was it okay
0: and that's True. why I have that growler which I will talk about that experience after but I think that was all growlers with her we had like four growlers okay. and that Matt from barncat hooked it up and gave him to her so that we could do the pod so I've you know had, okay that, that was yeah 20. I don't Someone, yeah, I,
1: I I don't think you I don't think you would have gotten triple Simco from me because I only had the one can what? from uh, uh, uh from Chad from that release.
0: What I do, fortunately, one of the things I really like when I do my reviews, I always um, I always write who I got it from. I always like you know, cheers to Nate for sending yeah. this through. And I'm trying to find I if I search my handle cat. If I search my handle and the name of the beer on. Um, mm. Oh shit, I did say thanks to Hillary. Okay. This is, yeah, this is the first one. So it was, yeah, it was that one. And it was thanks to Hillary. So Hills and Hops, I guess she must have had a personal account or something.
1: Um, and uh, like and is Hillary in the picture in the picture with you no. in that one
0: No she's okay, not Okay so it
1: wouldn't have been on the podcast then
0: No the podcast I distinctly remember it being November 2018 because this was mm-hmm. my first time so she we must have done a trade Oh I had it before you cuz you commented say oh my god it sounds so good Okay so that's uh really and I said to you, might still be able to trade. Mm. What does that mean? That's vague. I responded to your comment.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think I, I think you were saying like I think you were just saying like might still be able to grab it if I'm able to trade with someone. Ah,
0: uh, that makes sense because it's a triple IPA. They last longer and blah blah blah. Okay, so that's where I got. So I want to sorry to interrupt that. I just want to clear that up. Uh... That's super interesting.
1: Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm glad we got to the bottom of it, and I'm glad I was right.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are correct. I know you have a a pretty exceptional memory when it comes to all this stuff, so I always trust your memory over mine, but it's always – it's cool. Just to to – I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, I remember that. So that was great. So I got introduced to them from their first ever one, and you'd been having multiple growlers since then. I always remember being jealous of you. Fuck, man, I really need to get a plug out there. But yeah, it always seems sort of a large ask to get someone to be. Hey, can you get a growler of this from this little place? Oh and
1: geez, yeah. Tighten
0: it up and make sure it's in a plastic bag and doesn't spill. And blah blah blah. Like it, it's so risky. The, the The fact that it made it in any sort of decent condition to be drank is kind of a miracle, if you think about it. Yeah, in growler.
1: It's also they uh, like, and uh, it, like, it's so funny too to th- like, like to think back now. Um, That like one of the top tier purveyors of haze, like, and it was only available in growlers at the time, and we know kind of like like how uh, how prone. Uh, new england ipas can be for hop flavor falling off uh at uh, like you know as time passes and whatnot um even in uh like even in cans uh a little worse for bottles but definitely worse for growlers the lifespan is much shorter
0: (laughs) significantly like i was always told growlers are typically best within 48 hours and sometimes anything more than that's a little rough
1: and particularly ones that are tap filled, which uh, like which these ones were, they can have a bit more lifespan if they were counter pressure filled. I mean, it's not much of a thing anymore because almost no one like almost no one uses growlers anymore. But uh, uh, but yeah, there was a distinction between the ones that were tap filled and the ones that were counter pressure filled.
0: Gotcha. Didn't even think about that. I'm glad you brought that up, though. That's good. So that means they were really like, hey, drink this today type shit. Really. Is oh what yeah. They're probably trying to say. Yeah. Okay, so you were really like introduced by the homie, and then you got the cans, and then things started to get sort of a little more easier access. And I feel like around that time, um, that's when I remember you. Or then after that, you were the one who plugged me, probably the following year, because I think that the triple Simcoe was truly like a one off. Like, it was, and then this was
1: yeah. Th- th- this was before they had th- before they had their own canning line. So like so, it, th- there was a time when. Um, uh, like when canning jobs for them were like really one offs, like they maybe would have done like one every couple of months or something like that.
0: Why do you think they did, did Jeremy say, and I'm asking you just cause you have a better memory, but do you recall either knowing why, or Jeremy telling us why they decided to start canning at least, or at least can occasional releases?
1: Um, I don't remember why. Uh, so that's it. So that's, you know, motivation for folks to go back and listen to that episode, but I have a feeling, so uh, but I have a feeling it was probably that they, like, they probably wanted to be canning more. It was just, I, I imagine it was probably just a matter of logistics of lining up the, mo- like the mobile canner, um, like every, however often, and whatnot, and uh, it you know that of course became easier once they got their own canning line and were canning every release they put out.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, did, were you? And I, I feel like I kind of interrupted the story. Were you sort of finished when we were talking about the? Um...
1: Uh, um yeah C-C-K. so no I, I didn't really have much else to like to the story from there because then it dovetailed into just uh doing regular trades uh where like with chad and with uh like and with my friend jeff who was uh like who was also living in K- like living in kw and would be able to get regular drops and uh like and we would trade uh, for those and whatnot um yeah. but anyway where i was coming around to with that is they like because of the, kind of those friendships that I built, um, like around that time, and kind of how how scarce they were, and how hard they were, like how hard they were to get, and kind of how groundbreaking they were in Ontario at the time, mm. um, and particularly at a time when I was coming into the scene early on. They were such a big part. Of uh, like of my early days of the craft beer scene, so that, like that's one of the reasons that they'll always hold a special place in my heart. um Like not just for kind of me pining after them and uh, like and really wanting to try them, but the times that I did get to try them were so special. And uh, mm. like I've got some very specific like those very specific memories of how they came about, the first taste, and uh, like you know make like making friends through uh like through just kind of going nuts over them and whatnot There, so like so it's very meaningful to me they're a very important brewery in uh like in my early days of the scene so that's just uh one of the reasons that they mean so much to me um is kind of the memories that they uh, like that they bring up for me of those times
0: that's great, man. I love that. And I feel like it's even just hearing you sort of say that, I really feel like it's, it even makes me think of that same sort of feeling of get of back when it was. I mean, it's still kind of not easy to get your hands on a lot of different beers, but getting your back then when haze in and of itself in Canada was rare and good haze was even rarer, um, getting you know, to, to try something as incredible and impeccable and world-class as Barncat, you know, that was previously just in Growls and you had to go to Cambridge and you know, you're in Ottawa, I was in Montreal, was like, there was this feeling from that that was just like, fuck. Like, it's, it's sort of almost hard to explain now. I feel like we don't really get that as much of like really getting your hands on some sort of a, what do you call it? Like a, the gra- not a grail, but just something that's just so fucking rare and like, like, you're like, wow, man, I'm really fortunate to be drinking this right now type of shit. And that feeling is like, I don't know, it's it's like something that I feel like we get it from time to time, but now everything feels less special because of the prevalence, perhaps. I feel like it's hard for anything to be incredible unless you've got like, like my grail right now was Double Dry Hot Pliny because I've failed twice to get it and lost money. And I'm like... I mean no I'm going to get it but when I do goddamn it's going to be sweet but I don't really have anything else like it was great the first time I went to Monkeyish. I'm like oh my god I get it okay and the first time I went to Other Half um all these different places you know Russian River itself and The Veil vale like
1: the first taste of Hetty topper the and... first taste of Hetty. oh
0: jesus christ that that was I had that way I had that in like 2012 a guy at Apple gave me a can He's because his brother lived in Burlington and I had no idea what it was. And I knew it was special, but I didn't know shit. I'd been into beer yeah. like a year, not even a year and a half. And uh, so I was way too early to be drinking something out fire. But over time, you appreciated it more and going there and such. So like, yeah, there's something to really to be said. I feel like Barncat represent that for a lot of people, even though by the time I got it, I guess it was 2018 and I knew about them for two years, like the it didn't make it any less special so you'd been drinking it yep. bit, knowing how special it was getting those growlers when you know but then it still didn't matter and it, and it kind of always holds that and it doesn't make it any less special now it's a well it was a little easier to get you know with the canning and, and all that good stuff but um yeah how do you feel about uh the next one
1: yep let's do it it's time yeah.
0: So, this one's new to me. So now we're moving into Hayes territory.
1: so this so this here, um, I, I'm pretty sure is actually a complete brand uh, like a complete brand new one. Like they um they like they, they do redo a lot of their like a lot of their beers, but uh, this one, I'm pretty sure, is a brand new one um, because, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll tee it up here, it's called the OG IPA. Um, because it is a collab with the Old Galt Bottle Shop, um, and it's f- specifically for their second anniversary. Um, so, the, yeah, the, 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 so this one is uh, the, like is a a brand new one.
0: Okay, um, which is very very cool as well because you know OG Old Gold. So to me, when I first saw this, uh, I thought that it was a. Um, it was like their first one but their first beer was eminence 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 okay um, collab with old galt bottle shop okay which is a uh, galt is obviously a uh, um, one of the cities that turned into cambridge exactly um, now this particular beer rocks the the uh, OG IPA. I had this up before. Here we go. This one has Citro Nelson. Fucking what a combo, mate. Indeed. This may be so basically it's June. We've still got another solid probably month and a half of releases. So hopefully there's a few more haze bombs. Um there's still So this
1: here, just like a just like a um, I, I guess a smaller version of thirty six inch chain, really. Uh I guess so, yeah. You're right, uh, and mind you, they, they they even did a pale ale version of that because they did eighteen inch chain uh, not too long ago, which was a pale ale version. Because thirty six inch name. chain is that like, like is the double, and I guess uh, you know they didn't say this, but also being a Citra Nelson one, I mean it's in a like in a way it's the uh, it's uh, like it's kind of the little sibling of thirty six inch chain. That's ju- the, the, that's just what I'm uh, that's just what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> My guess is probably. Um for, for do's like this is probably quite uh uh intentional. Like it wasn't yeah. something that they just decided to do. So um No, I'm sure. I really def I'm really hoping for more um oof, yeah for more for more haze up until the end times.
1: I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. There'd probably be the most the
0: majority of it. So this obviously pours like a glass of yellow milk huge nose definitely tastes uh, definitely taste, definitely smells like nelson that uh white wine gooseberry yeah. thing is uh pungent aromatic it is um
1: shall we cheers um there's a, like there's some dank in here too and like like nelson is always good for like for creating dank notes um yeah. like i'm definitely getting some of that on like on the aroma as well so yes glorious cheers
0: cheers matt and jeremy legendary
1: Oh, there's a lot of citrus on the nose too on this one. Like, and getting uh, like getting like orange zest kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there you're right. You're right, Citra and Nelson. Um, wow, this is fantastic.
1: Oh yeah. Oh uh, fuck, that's great.
0: Bright like white grape. Yeah, white grape and citrus nose. Yeah, man. Like this is like, it's just textbook. uh... Hayes, do you think that, have they, like, do you, would you say that it's fair? And I'm pretty sure it is. Like, they've been very, very, very consistent over their uh, seven years in business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Mm. Um, mm. an interesting thing that I think I would note, and we could probably, like, there's probably a lot of this that we could chalk up to, um, just drinking beers that had been sitting in growlers for longer than, uh, for, for longer than they should have. Um, but like, I think back in the day we were used to drinking haze with lower carbonation, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and which makes a lot of sense if something is sitting in a growler for more like for more than a day or two, the carbonation is obviously going to like, is obviously going to go yeah. pretty quickly. Um, like at that point with, uh, like with Brow's just not having the same quality air tightness that, uh, like that a can would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember haze drinking kind of heavier in the day. Um, but now with all, mm-hmm. uh, like with all of them canned, there's a much better carbonation to it. And something that I've been noticing lately, um, with places that are really dialing in their haze is, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carbonation kind of really being done on point, which complements the uh, like kind of the creamy body mm. um, in a way that has it like that still doesn't sacrifice any of the smoothness of that body, but it just lightens it up a little bit yeah. so that it doesn't drink quite as thick and heavy as it mm. might uh, like as it might have used to. Yeah. So, so if you were drinking like a Barn Cat IPA from a growler that's maybe been in there for like a week um, or more at that time. And you were to drink the same beer canned today with no other changes. I have a feeling they would be drinking quite differently.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely agree on that one. Um, You make a good point about this as, as you were describing that I noticed that the, yeah, the body was um, it's, you know, plenty going on, but it's still restrained enough. Um, that it feels light whilst feeling like super creamy so it's like you're getting all the the smoothness from it without maybe it being a little too filling or over the top i mean that's uh, maybe that's their whole power their their expertise is sort of nailing that the quality of the body without sort of leaving you just like bloated cuz that's one downside of these yeah. they do actually you know they're very very filling high calorie um gems but uh it's like yeah i could even like you said the cob too it's just the right amount of cob,
1: and i think that's been true of um like of all of the places Mm. that like in the province that do haze really really well um like badlands uh from like from the point that we've been drinking them pretty regularly have always had impeccable body um and I think they've really, really got the right, uh, like the right balance between carbonation and, um, like, and just the mouthfeel of their, uh, um, of their haze, because it's definitely like smooth and creamy, but sm- like, but sometimes if the carbonation is not quite dialed in, that can really drink thick and heavy, mm. um, but uh, like but i've noticed and that's something that third moon has improved quite a lot in the last 2 years i would say um it, like their stuff used to drink a bit thicker and creamier but in the last 2 years uh like the texture of like uh, like of their haze has improved by leaps and bounds and uh like and i can say that that's definitely the case with the uh, like with this ogipa here is mm. that uh, it's kind of right in line with what we've just been talking about of the carbonation is really working well with the smoothness and creaminess of the body of the beer
0: agreed i don't know if we mentioned it six percent as well so it's intended when we're saying light it's drinking extremely uh flavorful for the abv like it's, yes which is which is fantastic Um, I wanted to sort of just tap in from your story before and just sort of maybe just express some of my experiences a little bit more shallow than yours, as far as the volume of them, because of just more pining as opposed to uh, accessing. But I did, I I must've found them sometime in 2016. I got pretty obsessed with haze. Um, you know, Jeremy did tell us the first haze they ever ever brewed in Ontario was eminence in April, 2016. Um, Which basically means they probably came out the gate with it because he discovered Hayes in 2015 because he was traveling a lot, which is uh, very, very cool. And obviously, you know, I'm in Montreal. When I came to Toronto, the last thing I'm really going to be able to do was go drive that 45 to an hour to Cambridge to go to this random place that's open for five hours a week and try and line up and get a growler of some beer when i've got so many other things to do and you know it's it was a little more difficult now i'm here in hamilton it's very possible but i guess it's a different you know the need is gone so i was never able to do it never really was able to do any trade so i got that kind of i must have done a trade with hillary i have a vague memory of it now in 2018 so that's dope so i finally got it i'm not a big fan of triples but i was like just happy to get barn cap and obviously it was impeccable. Um, I do recall then after that you were able to get your hands on the more the more cans every time we did a trade. Sometimes we do it and we'd just be like – I think we used to just be like volume. we just trade for the fuck of it, and you would always just throw like a – I'd pull out like a surprise barn cat. I was like, yes, Nate. The fuck so I didn't trade with many people. I was very few. I didn't trade yeah. with people that I considered kind of, you know, basically friends or at the very least like closer acquaintances. Um Cause I was never interested in the fuckery that came with trading that I heard. I heard some stories.
1: Oh yeah. It could, it, it could get, get messy at times. I, uh, okay, yeah. like I, I had a largely good experience with it. I like, there's one, like, like there's one or two bad experiences that I had. And, uh, uh, like uh, not to divert from your story too much, no, no. but like after, like after a couple of those, I definitely trimmed it way back and was only like, and was only trading with, uh, like with good friends. Um, Chad was one of the ones that I like, like that that I held on to a bit, uh, like a bit longer and it, like it, we did finally meet in person um at Barncat funnily enough uh, oh yeah uh, like a, a few years later but he was one of the only ones that I initially started trading with that I kept up a trading relationship with for a little while
0: when you got a good one and even if you don't know each other like that and you're just sort of like just cool and you take care of him, he takes care of you as far as like no one's trying to screw each other or money or volume and like, hey man, this bottle is worth blah, blah, blah. Like it's like, no, it cost me 12 bucks. Yeah, so that. Pay me 12 bucks or whatever. Like, you know, I, all of this is such bullshit. I hate that stuff. It's so much. That's why I got, I trade with you and I got another like one, maybe two people and that's it. Like it's just, it's nice and easy. So, yeah, I remember. I remember that a lot. Uh, the I I did a so we mentioned Hillary um, from Pretty Pranny, who is obviously the uh, the chains uh, that we're wearing now. Obviously, she's not really doing this stuff anymore, unfortunately. But uh, man, rest in peace to to all of these businesses, fuck. But Hillary came through to Montreal in 2018 because she was doing a she did a pop up at uh, Catharine and somewhere else. Uh, I think maybe it was Ottawa the day before. Maybe it was Dominion. Yeah,
1: yeah. She came to yeah. do Beyond the Pale after that.
0: Beyond the Pale. There we go. Um, so she came through and she stayed over at our place and, uh, we went out, had some drinks and we came back and did a pod. And, um, the pod is when she brought, uh, barncat beers. I just want to, I pulled it up here. It was episode 114 of the original series, um, podcast. So that was, uh, the first lot right now is the adjunct series. So that was the original one. And the ones that she brought, which I probably have to even check cause I didn't write the, the style, but the one was called Larry. Uh, Stab Ghost, Everything in Yellow, and Breakfast at Twilight. So my guess was that all of those were uh, Haze. I have, do you know what though? I'm not going to lie. I have a feeling one of them might have been a Saison of some sort.
1: I think Everything in Yellow must have been, because uh, yeah. that that name rings a bell to me. I'm going to double check right now.
0: Everything in Yellow. Why didn't I check into that shit? No, You're right, Saison.
1: Yeah, blue with that. The, see, the, the, that's the one with Willibald. That's the, the, the this is the one I was just talking about. I, like, it's even got the like the yellow Willibald label on the bottle.
0: Okay, I'm going to check into it because I didn't have it in there. I'm going to check into all these if they didn't do it. So that everything in yellow was that. So that was a bottle cuz I I had it in a growler. So they must
1: have done it. Okay, afterwards. well they it, it, it may have been released in growlers as well, but take a look here. Like this it, like if you just google it there like there's a bunch of pictures oh, yeah. on uh, like on Untapped where it's got this Willibald label with the Barncat label uh uh printed over it.
0: Okay. Well, it looks like Breakfast at Twilight was an Imperial Porter. Uh which is pretty cool. I guess that makes sense. Uh Barncat Breakfast cuz we there got a couple of beers with a breakfast. Breakfast at Twilight. That was a bottle. Oh, so maybe we did have bottles. Uh, Boncat will put everything. Because maybe I had that Willow I had the bottle. I had that exact bottle.
1: Yeah. You know what it is? I think at that time, um, like Hayes was in growlers and usually anything that wasn't haze was in bottles if uh, like if there was anything that was um gotcha. uh, like stouts uh stouts saisons porters etc barley wines uh were okay. all in bottles
0: so there's one called which stab- makes sense actually yeah stab ghost so that must have been a yes that was a growler and that stab ghost was a double IPA 8.6 with Nelson and mosaic um, I just remember all of this shit just being like fucking wildly fire, like just stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I wouldn't have t- checked in on untapped on these. I don't like that. Cause it's not telling me like what I've had or not. And then Larry, I feel like was like a lighter.
1: I feel like uh, that must've been a pale ale or something.
0: Yeah. It sounds super familiar. Larry was, Oh, there's Larry 6.8% IPA. There's Larry, baby Larry oh. and uh, King Larry Centennial and Moteca, which is an interesting combo. But those were the 4Bs I had with Hillary, And I was just like, this is just fucking crazy. So once again, shouts to the guys for uh, hooking that up uh, back in the day. Which is just really cool because I'd spoken to Matt. So it was funny because we did the pod with Jeremy, but I'd never had any uh, conversations with Jeremy. I'd spoken with Matt. And we always talked about doing the pod, but that was back when um, we only did it in person. This was 2018. Um, So then getting all the cans and everything. But one of the other memories that I have that also made – this is coming into – Kind of what you were talking about before about the sort of like that pining for something and just sort of like really appreciating it was there was this dude, he's not really active now, but this guy Sid on Instagram, he was a beer Instagrammer and he lived in Cambridge, I believe, or Guelph or something.
1: Yeah, uh, formerly Raja Brew, I think, uh, like I think was his uh, handle.
0: Yes. And he lived next door to Adam Brewhead, who also isn't uh, active anymore. So fuck, is anybody active, Nate? Is it really just me and you? Fuck. We just talk about everyone who's not doing all this stuff anymore. That's fucked up. Yeah, huh? yeah. Mm. Look, beer is a tough thing to be in, bro. It's uh, makes you fat yeah. and it's alcohol. But I don't know. It's hard to. Sid, yeah, and you I, love it. You love Sid,
1: it. Sid was a funny one because I remember he was one that we like, like that we used to poke fun at with like back lactose. when team lactose and team no lactose was a thing. He hated the
0: lactose, which was very funny. So he was, and he got sort of mad. But I had a lot of real conversations with him. I really liked Sid. He was a great dude.
1: And yeah, um, I I remember one time he did a uh, like he did a video post on Instagram um, that showed him pouring a barn cat growler into a glass uh, like in the snow. Um, and he would just kind of like dumping the like dumping the whole thing, and like the glass fell over and it spilled, and everyone was losing their mind. And like and like and, 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 and I remember we were texting back and forth, say saying like I guarantee this is a gag. He just like filled that with orange juice, like or something, and did that. I think and, he did. Uh, like and the comments the comments were blowing up. And then I think after like six hours or something like that, he the, the like he. Like he caved and said, "Like, okay. yeah, this was like, like this was just a joke. I didn't actually pour out any barn cat." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: honestly, I forgot about that, but now I distinctly remember that post. And Sid, knew, excuse me, knew the barn cat dudes, and he was one of the guys. They had this beer called Pulp, which was a I don't know if a single or double IPA, but it had clementines in it. So they yeah. got the community around them to come in. I guess I just fed them beer for the day. And they peeled. I think Chad was there too for that. For that? That's amazing. Fuck, that would have been sick. And they, if I'm not mistaken, they peeled the clementines uh, to put the insides into the beer or whatever the fuck, whether they crushed them and then put the juice in or whatever it was that they did. But they got people to come and do it because whenever they have, you know, fruited beers, I know Bellwoods has 800 million people like, you know, pitting peaches and apricots and nectarines for the barn owls and all that stuff. Um, so I remember that, I remember just being like, Oh my God, I want this so bad. It was just cause when like, you know, 2016, I must've discovered them in 2016. I wish I could see when I followed them on Instagram to know, but I I just know that I was obsessed with Hayes then and you just couldn't get it. And, uh, I remember, so do you know what? It could have been 2017 to be honest for that.
1: Oh Um, shit. There's a raccoon on my, Oh, there's two raccoons on my, uh, on my back porch right now. What are they doing? Okay, there's three actually. Whoa, Holy shit! Up? There's like a little parade going on. Do they want some cat? Is that what's up? Yeah, I bet. I, I guess they're like they're hearing me talk and they're peeking in at me now. <laughs> they're
0: like, oh. <laughs> "Who wants some of that haze, bro? That are hard to get. Yeah,
1: about to be maybe, extinct. Maybe, haze. maybe, maybe they thought this was a bandit podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would have been kind of perfect if it was, wouldn't? You would have probably turned yeah. your camera around, and be like, "Look, guys, guys, guys." that's fucking hilarious (laughs) um but i remember that that them doing that pulp beer just being like this is the coolest shit in the world like their beer was the first that i'd ever seen to be just that murky like the real yellow milk shit they were the first to do that and um it was just always so cool to me i just was always so like jealous of anyone who got hold of it it was just like at the time quebec didn't have anything that even compared 2018, July 2018, Massorum opened, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2018, and 2019 was the Brewski Tap Room. And but previous to that, Quebec basically had were just against haze, and they were proactively like stopping it, and it was driving me fucking crazy. So like Massorum was everything that I was I was very very vocal about it. Massorum was everything I wanted to happen, and and Brewski followed up quickly after that. I didn't realize they were going to do that level because I had them on the pod in 20. 16 or 17 maybe it was 18 i don't know and they were not doing anything like that at all they had a few like ipas and shit but they weren't like they were contracting no
1: and not and not even packaging that much i remember like because i remember the first beer that they like that they put in cans and that was being distroed was that peanut buster one and that was like and that was um, like and that was like, and that was kind of it. But then they like, but then they became like like they're they're cracking some of the best haze in Quebec right now
0: easily. I just had one last night, thanks to you, and it was disgusting. It was so good. Oh, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm, it's so good. It's just I, like I've not I've not had that, like that kind of intense citrus in uh, like in a hazy uh, like before. I thought that like that one was really, really intense in the best way.
0: It's so good. It's just brilliant. So like at the time, like, All I could do was, like, we were traveling a bunch. By then I'd had my work permit, and I might have even had PR around. I can't remember. I got PR in 2017, so I was able to travel a lot because it was a a big period of time where I wasn't able to travel. And um, so we were traveling as much as we could, going to Vermont a lot and New York and blah, blah, blah. So I was always getting haze elsewhere, but it didn't stop me wanting to find that at home, and there was no reason I shouldn't have been able to. So I always used to go to Ontario and bring Bellwoods back or bring – what else was it? Probably just Bellwoods at that time. I know I went to Bellwoods every single trip. Like, they were like my favorite brewery forever. And no one else was really doing it because Barncat was just so like impossible to get. And I could, yeah, I couldn't always spare that amount of time to go all the way to Cambridge and, and, and back again. It was just too hard from Toronto. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like them barncat going into cans was just so dope so fucking dope to me yeah because then it was just so like oh man it was just like this treat that you couldn't get for so long now it's just like relatively easy in comparison uh to
1: access. it is it, yeah it is pretty easy to get now and i mean it really like it really depends on your city um and kind of what the bottle shop situation is uh like in your city like we've um in Ottawa, the, like we, we've kind of got few options for it, like because we've got the Dominion City Corner Store, but they don't have Barncat regularly. It's uh, right. Um, sh- like shouts to Andrew Farrell, who's the uh, like who's the dude there, uh, like a, a good friend of ours, um, who uh, like who- Andy. Who does a lot of uh, stocking? They they're like stocking the corner store there, and it's usually him driving around the province and uh, like, like and getting shit from uh, like from these breweries directly to stock the store. So it's only when he's able to get out to Cambridge that they uh, like that they get barn cat there. Mm. Um, they they do get them, but it's uh, like but it's few and far between. Um, gotcha. But so like and and we don't have um, kind of the same level of store like a durand in uh, like in ottawa i know that anyway. um, yeah yeah like oh, i know sucks. um out in uh, like out in the way west end of ottawa at the uh, like at the cheshire cat they've got uh, like they've got a really good bottle shop there i've not uh, been there in a little while so i don't know what their barn cat stock is like or if they get the regular releases right so like said, so just like i'm saying we don't have um a durand type sitch but if you're like, you know, if you're in Toronto, for instance, you've got, uh, like fourth and seven at the society clubhouse. yes. Um, at, like, which they, they're, they're like, they're regularly stocked with barn cat. They probably have every release. Um, if you're like, you know, if you're near bevy beer, they definitely get every release and uh, really anywhere in Ontario, you can actually order online from Be- like from bevy beer and you can do the same from the wheel brew. Um, who like, who we know also get every, uh, like every barn release and, uh, you know, we know they there's ship. all like there's uh the wheel brew does ship, yes. Fuck yeah! I,
0: did we talk? Uh, I'm always drunk, but uh, hopefully if we talked about that, you should check that episode out. That came out like a week or two ago.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if we talked about that. I mean, we definitely talked about the Hayes House glasses, which like which they also have uh, like available to ship. Uh, yeah, which we're both rocking for this beer right now because it's the Hayes. What's your favorite glass? I love this also, so look much. At the, like, look at the lacing on this beauty. Yeah. Oh, look! It's gorgeous. That's a good. That's a good marker right there.
0: Look at that. This is just quality. Yours is actually really good. I guess that glass is made for a little more than this one, but uh, yeah, this is just such- also
1: something. Oh, no, something a we should probably mention, like, like and like we've talked about before on uh, like on a lot of these podcasts where we've got breweries on and we're crushing like between four to six beers and uh, like, and whatnot, uh, we very often will like, we'll drink maybe like half of uh, like half of each one, half to three quarters or something like that so that we can keep it rolling without getting too tanked. Um, we're doing like, we're doing three beers tonight and since the, uh, like, and since we're kind of, um, having the short list of our last tastes of barn cat i'm drinking every like yeah. every last sip of these it's not like sure. uh, l- 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 <laughs> not a single drop of this is going to waste tonight and
0: there's <laughs> no no chance and the next one is a very big beer so i want to take my time both of us want to take our time with that so i'm sort of i think we didn't even talk about this but i imagine we're both gone a little harder on these two just kind of like crush them and enjoy it but crush them and then have a the last one is a bit of a sipper
1: yeah and, and and we both had the uh, you you've had the last one already too right Yeah 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 okay we both had the last like, like the last one before and we, like and we love it and uh, yeah it's going to be it's going to be a good uh, a good closer and a good and, and a good one to savor
0: <laughs> Yeah well absolutely um yeah, man, it's it's great. To, uh, I'm gonna tell my brother because my brother's in Toronto and he was asking me about Badlands the other day. He's like, "Oh, next time you go, like, let me know." I'm like, "Oh, no, no, I don't go to Badlands. Like, I go to Durand, but you could go to Fourth and Seventh, or you can go." So I was gonna try and give him a few shops in Toronto because I don't think he's not as familiar. Once he goes, I think he'll be like, "Oh, I don't think he's seen him yet," because I still feel oh, that this indie he's gonna lose thing. his
1: mind he's gonna That's, lose I, his
0: mind i'm like it's worth paying the premium to get single cans of all of it these is. beers rather than pay the 10 15 shipping from everything but it supports two businesses now it supports the breweries directly because these bottle shops go and pay retail at the brewery so they're not losing out then the bottle shops chuck a dollar or two on there and that to me is so fucking worth supporting
1: um, oh it's absolutely worth it and like the like best. there's there's no, like, there's no losing for it. Like, like really it's win, 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 because like you say, uh, you know, the, bre- the like the beers are purchased, uh, like usually at retail. Um, you know, you're getting a, like a dollar or two, uh, to go like to go towards the bottle shop. And really, it works out in the customer's favor to be able to buy single cans from multiple breweries to not have to hit like a $50 uh, like minimum order limit plus shipping on top of that. And you can, like, you know, you can walk away with a six-pack or an eight-pack um, from two or three of your favorite breweries uh, like just getting sing- like single cans of whatever you want. Like No one loses there.
0: None. And it's literally the best thing that's happened to this province. I, I I can't express it enough. Like, you know, as well, it's great to have Evan from the World Brew on, like, what was that, episode 130 or 129, I think? Um, yeah. I should double check that just to be really safe, because I want to make sure I let y'all know, because we'd, we'd be actually pumping out the episodes recently. Uh, 130. And mm. um, it was just really great to, to have that conversation. We're definitely going to try and focus on a few more stores. Yeah. Um, coming up because this is something that we're both very passionate about and really want to support but um yeah bunk out i think really i feel like the stores even though when did that start 2020 or t- excuse me 2021 do you think, do you think?
1: uh well, yeah i i couldn't say when exactly it started i like i want to say it was probably in 2020 but uh but who knows
0: so within the last two to three years um, yeah. I feel like those stores have definitely been a, uh, a big success marker for breweries like Barncat, you know, and, and, and beyond to, for people, you know, in Toronto who might not have, you know, like third moon only do this, the shipping Sundays, I'm pretty sure that's what they still do. Um, and you know, Badlands do the, the shipping, but they, and they do it a couple of times a week, but it's like a 12 or 24 pack that's sort of predetermined, which is fine. Cause it's very thoughtful the way that Troy does it. Um, but like this is like it's just so dope to be able to just walk in and just be like, cool. I'm gonna take the one of each of the the, Barn- uh, the badland selects and give me all the new badland releases and maybe give me some of these bottles and like it's just such a, a great experience for people to be able to sample Ontario. It really ones. is.
1: Um, it really, really is. Like it, 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 it's a great experience, and uh, like it's a, like it's such a good place to be. And uh, like as as you know, I like I have had the opportunity to go to Durand myself one time when you like when you were out of town and I was had, so mad. and you felt. It felt like your city was cheating on you with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. Really did. You didn't even know. I was so there. and You didn't even know. Uh, oh, but freak. but yeah, like like D- Duran's a, like Duran's a great spot, and it's a case of I really wish I, I like I really wish I had that uh, like here in Ottawa, and it's not to shit on uh, the, the, like on Dominion City. I love the Dominion City store, and I uh, like and I buy shit from there all the time, uh, like like probably once or twice a month. Um, but it's a case of like I wish we had a sitch like Durand there where I know where, like, where I would know that I could go in and get every single new Badlands release every single week, which is what you have, like, which is what you have at Durand. I like where I would know that if there's a third moon release that I'm particularly keen for, I know I could go there and they're going to have it at, like every single time. Yeah. Um, like, I really, like, I really wish I had that here. And like the way that I often get these things, um, like, as we've talked about before is through you. Uh, like because you have access to Durand and it is often easier for uh, the, like with our little trade system that we have going on, whether it's you shipping it to me or dropping stuff off at my folks um, uh, like and whatnot it's easier for me to get uh, like and more cost effective to do that than it is to be dropping 50 bucks plus shipping at each individual brewery like that would just uh, like that just becomes cost prohibitive. Anyway, 100%. we're going down a bit of a yes, rabbit hole on that, but, the, but like like, but the point is. Is that like that, like like those kinds of systems made Barncat a lot more accessible uh, to the entire province, which, which was really, really been a great thing.
0: I could not agree more. And one of the things, I guess we might as well talk about it now. One of the things that Barncat is just so well known for is their barrel program. Um, they mm. have, you know, we were talking earlier. You know, we've talked about their crispies. We've talked in depth about their haze, which is just world class and, um, you know, benchmark quality shit. Their stouts, fucking Christ, they like Rat Queen, the one you're holding up right there, and I have that bottle right here too, ready for the from. I pulled everything out of the cellar. This one's uh, still full. I'm excited to try it. But yeah, this, this is the one, yeah. My-
1: Mine's
0: bourbon, empty. Right? <laughs> Yours empty. Yes, you you haven't fucked around. Uh, Rat Queen is their big stout, and they've done eight hundred billion variants of it. So we're holding up the bourbon right here. One of both of our personal favorites was the um uh the pumpkin spice that they did uh, last fall.
1: Oh my god, that it like like that is and. You know, like, you know if people can can get all up my ass about this of it like is it a pumpkin beer or not it's like it's not really it's a stout no. with, like it's a stout it's with uh, like with spices but like if we're not splitting hairs my favorite pumpkin spice beer of all time no question
0: no question and the beautiful part i don't know if i told you this but there's still a couple left in duran so duran yeah. has basically i don't even want to put this on blast because i don't want everyone to go and scoop them all but i've been like slowly copying extra stuff. I don't have that many, but I'm like, every time I sort of go, I want to just try and like grab a couple and stash them away because they've still got a bunch of uh different stuff. So the, not only was there rap Queen, so now like I'm actually, it's cool that to actually taught this uh, in detail because every time I go back, I'm like, oh, which one do I have already? But I guess it doesn't even matter because I you're never going to be able to get these again and I definitely want to yeah. get more. Um, the Rat Queen, this is the only Rat Queens that I have actually right here. Um, another one we both have every year they do, um, a, an annual beer for their, um, anniversary. So I remember you got me six, which was these two different barley wines, one with vanilla. Uh,
1: So six were wheat wines, actually. Wheat
0: wines. I'm so sorry. One was with vanilla and maple and one was just with maple. I think, is that right? That's right. Beautiful. Um, spectacular seven. Um, which i'm very excited about gorgeous label now this is something that i've only discovered recently and this one is a blend of bourbon barrel aged imperial stout and barley wine i had one from um shasta my boy fred who's the other person i trade with in montreal he got me a fucking uh bar canada one and i could not believe how amazing it was i was like are you fucking is that what this is so I kind of fronted, to be honest. I like barley wine, but I, I much prefer stouts. In in, But the blend is just something spectacular. So I was very happy to get that. Um, very excited for that one. Um, a few, one that I got for both of us that you have as well, speaking of barley wine, is this bourbon, bourbon barrel-aged barley wine called Cat Deactivator. Obviously, there are lots of cat puns with a brewery called Barn Cat. Yep. Um this one apparently is uh, gorgeous. I've heard really, really good things, so I'm excited. Yeah, to try and that. Um,
1: yeah, and while we're talking about barley wine, like one that, like one recently that I know, like, that I know Fred went absolute batshit for was the double barrel sweet release. That's the one.
0: I pulled it out of the fridge, and I'm actually going to put it back on the shelf because I was going to drink yeah. it. And now I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't think Durand even has any more of these because Fred fucking no. bought them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fred bought them all, and uh, um, so like yeah. so I only had one bottle of this that you like that you got for me, like from Durand because uh, Fred let me have one of them. I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's generous. Uh, yeah, I had one, and Fred took the rest. Uh, no, but like, but I sent that that beer. Oh, my God. It was fucking spectacular. It was so goddamn good. And it is Um,
0: 14.5%. And
1: and I'm so sad now that I only bought one of them. (laughs) I I can double check if there's more. No, there's not. I know there isn't. I've I've looked on their on like on their online, online stock? Uh, stock. If they had any more, I would have asked for
0: it. Do you know what they have though? They have the cans of the OG sweet release. Yeah, so not no, the double true. barrel. So I was going to get some of the cans just yeah. to have because for the fuck of it. But yeah, this was like this one is a yeah. It was looking spectacular double barrels is like a, a thing and uh, it's interesting that quebec is known for all barrel age stuff but all of a sudden ontario is doing all these crazy double barrels so with third moon they did the double barrel uh baliwan as well yep. for our finisher yep oh uh, yeah, the, yeah yeah
1: yeah the double barrel finisher that was another
0: excellent so one so i was like, sending oh, was good cases of that and this to fred like just obscene yeah. amounts of uh but yeah, i'm basically keeping duran in business with you guys um, oh yeah which i love um and and Yes, go on.
1: Sorry, I, I, I want to keep harping on barley wines for uh, for a minute, please, here please, because uh, it, it, like it's a thing of like they're known so much for their haze, but like really that like Rat Queen and the like and their barley wines are absolute god tier and yes. um, uh, like on the barley wines and this was something that I was uh, like I was ribbing uh, Jeremy about was. Uh, the, like I one of on my first visit to Barncat mm-hmm. back in what must have been 2018 I think um in addition to growlers of everything they had on offer at the time I also grabbed um bottles of stuff that they had there and one of it was Greenout which was uh, which was an American barley wine yes and I've been like, and I was really, really harping on that, uh, like on Jeremy, when we had him on the pod like bring green out back, it was so fucking good. Um, like, so, so like 12, 13% something, whatever, like, like whatever it was. And, uh, like really, really hot forward, um, like American barley wine, um, like a really, really mm. intense, um, Palette, but so fucking good. I'm like if if they were to ask me like Nate, uh, like Nate what's one beer you want us to bring back before they close for me it would be We'd green, green out. out no question. I'm Interesting. like I'm crossing my fingers for that and uh, it's if, if they do end up bringing that back I may pull a Fred and like I may have to fight him for whatever stock is left <laughs> <in your hand. laughs>
0: I don't think Chris would be too upset about that. He'd be uh Moving that shit out the door just between all the homies here. I love it. I hope they do that. And I hope in general, we were talking about this earlier, and I know we're not doing this pod to, uh, um, what's the word? Just to sort of guess what the fuck they're going to do or anything. But I would hope that they basically would have a bunch of barrels and they're going to empty those barrels and just release a whole slew of, on top of some, you know, maybe fresh, you know, the final lager was already done. That was that Preston blade, uh, which was funny, in the old... Um, uh, what was the brewery with the basically word art? They had the word art the way it was said from the- Oh,
1: um, yeah, it was- Grand uh, River, Grand River. Grand River, yes.
0: Because they used to have the Gold Knife um, uh, thing, so Preston Blade Gold Knife, I guess, is probably part of that, and it was in that same font. It was spectacular because that was a brewery that I used to buy a lot. Me and Scott actually went there back in the day, and now that brewery is uh, Farm League, who we had on the pod recently. Yeah. Um, so the I, location yeah, is the location, the location I'm so sorry. is
1: thank you yeah yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> let's be very careful there because like, because the grand river like grand river brewery is, is. i think actually now part of magnata
0: <laughs> okay so it's very very different so let me yes, be very very clear um so i'm really hoping that they do a, a bunch more barrel Aid stuff is really uh, what i'm talking about here um because the 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 reason Well, one, because this shit is fucking spectacular, particularly Rock Queen. But two, it's some stuff that we can hold on to Barn Cat for a little bit longer, you know? We can, like, the Haze is going to die quick. The Lagers, they'll last six months maybe, but you wouldn't want to go too long. Um... The stouts, though, and the barley wines, those bad boys can last quite some time. And personally, that's what I'm really focused on. The other day, um, I went and bought these two. They're two different uh, versions of this one called Mother Night. I just looked them up Mm. now. Um, One of them has hazelnut. They're maple syrup. One's with maple and bourbon barrel. The other one's with maple and hazelnut. Um, One of them is 2022. One of them's from this year. I just actually checked. I think the one with hazelnuts is this year and last year.
1: Yeah. Um, I had the um, I had the last year one uh, like, like you got me one of like one of those bottles a little while back. It was just it was great, amazing,
0: spectacular.
1: Um, but yeah, talking like talking about sitting on them like this one bottle of seven that I have here. Like I don't know when I'm going to be able to crack this. It's going to break my heart. I think.
0: That, see, that's what I'm thinking now. Look, I always try to look at things like in, in a couple ways because look, let's look at it as they're not going anywhere. Almost every beer that we drink is potentially the first and last time we're going to drink that beer, right? If you look at it in realistic terms, um, the, the whether it's the haze, I know someone like Badlands, they do, you know, this is the 2023 version of this particular mingle July, what if they really want to be specific of 2023, the next year you have, it's going to be a different beer because their water chemistry might be different and the hops will be from a different harvest and so on and so forth. The barley stuff is really the same shit. It's just that they won't even try to make a version of that year. That's the difference. So I try to kind of almost like pe- some people have said, you know, you got to, you know, life is for living, beer is for drinking, just fucking crack it. That's the only way I'll be able to bring myself to drink these. And that's the same yeah. as you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like,
1: oh. Yep. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And, and, and like, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna like I'm gonna crack it open and drink it. I'm not just gonna let it like I'm not just gonna let it sit forever, but it doesn't make it sense uh, like, I, I, like I will I will almost certainly drink this uh, like in the next couple of months. Um, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna be sitting on it forever, but it will still make me sad when I do because it, it, it like there's just something about the fact that it's their last anniversary beer, you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna like I'm gonna drink it and I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm not gonna sit on it endlessly, but it's still gonna make me sad as all.
0: Couldn't agree more. Do you know what's interesting? I forgot to tell you, that I saw today because I went to Duran to get coffee today and I just I was with Dan, um, my girlfriend's cousin, and he uh, I was just showing in the bottle shop and uh, I went and checked out the bottle. They still have a couple, both versions of six there.
1: Oh, right. Okay. So if we're, if we're
0: trying to be frisky, if we want to just drop some money, mm-hmm. the problem is all of these, I mean, even the Mother Nights, they've got the prices like I don't know what they were originally, but these are like 20 bucks basically. The double barrel must be close to $25 a pop. Um, yeah
1: i would th- like i would think so and you cheap. know what like, they it's it's not cheap but it's also not a huge markup either like i like now, i think that's no more like reasonable. that's no more that's no more than like two or three bucks over uh, like over what barncat would have been selling them for which is very very reasonable
0: and chris drives there you know you were talking about Faro. shasta i was talking to him the other day he's going to be in town this weekend actually um he drives there too. Chris does it every single week because of the proximity. He drives to Badlands. He drives to Third Moon. He drives to Barncat. Like that fucking guy's putting miles on his whip. He must be listening to podcasts out of the asshole. And it's 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 a lot of work for him. So for only adding a couple bucks, um to the releases, to me, it's very – he's absolutely not trying to bleed anybody. He's just passionate about beer and, like, wants to support the breweries. That's why I want to support him because he makes my life easier. Yeah, You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's like so
1: it's, cool, man. It's, it's, it's so like cool. It's so cool that you've got that right in your backyard. And he
0: texts me too. Like, we made friends. He helped me find the area he wanted to live in before I even knew him well. Met him for the first time. He fucking spent, like, an hour with us in his busy cafe while and schooling us on all the different areas. And like, you know, when Badlands, the select stuff, I was talking to you about it. We were considering doing an order because we weren't sure if they were going to get it. Cause like, it depends if it all sold out of the brewery. And then as soon as the next day, he was like, Hey, getting the selects on Thursday, come through. I'm like, my man. And it came through and got everything, got some for you, got the shit for me. Like boom, boom. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate him a lot. And I just want his business to thrive. His coffee is my favorite in the city. It's a vibe. He's got a wine slash beer bar opening in the back. It actually had one. Yeah. On. I told you this. It burnt down and now they're pretty close. They're supposed to open next month. So if you come down, we're absolutely, it's going to be like my new spot. It's like eight minutes from the crib. Um, you can. Um, yeah. I'm trying to convince him to get a Luca tap to, cool. uh, to do that so you can you know just get fucking some godspeed or sun and hill or you know whatever some some fire shit and like that. uh
1: you know what you'll probably be mad at this for uh, the, like to hear this since you, like since you were away at the time but you know why we talk about innovation so often uh, the, like talking about innovation at the co- like at the coffee shop because i was there on easter weekend and they had uh, like and they had a cadbury mini egg latte what they do that, and I, uh, like, so, so, so of course, like, so of course I got that to go and it was delicious. <sighs>
0: You know what? Uh, shout out to Tyra. So she's the like assistant manager, and she comes up with all of those things. She makes the syrups for like the – she is such a fucking G. She saved, That's fucking
1: brilliant. That's yeah, fucking brilliant. Huge
0: shout to her. I'll tell her, shout out around her on the pod too. She's the best. She's y- super young. She's like 22, 23, but she's super mature, and she saves – she reps for us so much. She saved the f- the rest of the um pumpkin spice syrup that she made like – telling everyone it was out and she saved the very last of it for me and Tiff because she knew that we loved it so much. Oh, no way. Um, That's why it's my favorite place. Like that's why I want to support it so bad because it's not just the owner that's the homie who's a G but the staff are fantastic. They know us. They take care of us. Like that's the institutions and they are advocates for brands like Barncat and for other brands that we really care about and they help them live on in the communities who can't always get there and they introduce people to them and that's what's up with that. And on that note, Nathaniel, Yes. Is it,
1: it's, time? it's time. Time for breakfast. Time for breakfast.
0: Kind of perfect for being as Pride Month for this beer. Am I right? Get it?
1: <laughs> breakfast well
0: Queen from Barncat Ales. Now, this was a uh, artisan ales. I'm sorry. Um, this is even a funner one to talk about because it's a bourbon it barrel. Is. Oh, I forgot it's bourbon barrel aged. Fuck yes. Um, 11.5%. I absolutely will not be able to drink anything else tonight Um, uh, with coffee. And the coffee is from – do you remember who the coffee was from?
1: Uh, I want to say it's from Morning Roast.
0: I think you're right. Let me just double check.
1: I, I, I bet it's from Morning Roast.
0: Breakfast Queen. Morning Roast coffee with Brazil Natural Arara coffee. And it's brewed for Third Moon's Breakfast Club. Um, which we can talk about that whole concept, which was fucking very smart. And uh, oh, I love that! I love it's that. Kind of so like much. under the radar, almost.
1: Yeah. Like, woo, this I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be using my Arabella Park glass here, which like which I already mentioned. At like, look at this sexy glass here.
0: That's so hot. Your glassware game, to be honest, bro, is very, very uh, fantastic. I feel like you always come through the pods and you have a fucking hoodie or you have this like glass from uh, a brewery that I had no idea that you had. I'm like, man, that's fucking sick.
1: I do like the merch.
0: You know what? You're a supporter. You're a true supporter of craft beer. That's right. In this uh, phenomenal province that, uh, you know, in, in which we are blessed to reside. Um, we are indeed. So for and, to- uh, and
1: and uh, and thank you. My glassware game is pretty good. It's one of those cases. I was just like I was just visiting our friend uh, like our friend Noah this weekend, and uh, as you know, like, like he's probably one of like one of the only ones who absolutely like decimates my glassware collection to shame. <laughs> like it's it's not even like it's not even on any kind of equivalent level <laughs> like his his glassware <laughs> game is like uh like is on the level of Chris from Third Moons uh
0: uh
1: the, the, like his kind of whole like his like basement. beer basement cellar yeah. it's Which just is insane
0: insane i mean noah was very smart the way he approaches that because when he did the photos he always asked the breweries when they send the beer to, "Hey, send the glassware." So, because his photos were very glassware dependent, um, it was his sort yeah. of way of of like. Well, he didn't do it because he wanted the glasses necessarily. He did. no,
1: no, no. It, it, it's because like it's because his um, like his artwork was in, like was incredibly deliberate and uh, like and you know very uh like very tailored to kind of accentuate uh like like the artistic nature of beer in glassware with like very very good quality photography so it's like you know it's worth uh like it's worth them sending him glassware to like to end up with some just absolute fire quality photos
0: yes so i i I couldn't agree more um i really hope noah is still inspired enough to do craft beer content i know he's sort of uh you know taking a bit of a hiatus at the moment but um you know i feel like his voice is uh valued and needed in quebec um and uh you know no one really had an understanding like him we should get maybe we should do a pod, which is me you and noah again if we can convince him to get back on that might be fun. You
1: know what? He'd probably be willing to do one with just the two of us. I think. I think He's so probably, too. Like that's probably a lot less pressure than uh, like than doing one with a guest.
0: That's what I was thinking, and we'll be able to make sure we all drink the same thing, whatever it is. Just ship some stuff around, even if it's a bit from Quebec, a bit from whatever here, whatever. We could we could do a little.
1: uh package. Shouldn't be too hard. I'm sure we can make it work.
0: Yeah, let's definitely talk to him about that. But on this beer, yeah. Which but is anyway, yes. The last time so, of drinking Breakfast Queen. Sadly.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, we're lucky to have both had it before. And uh, when we were planning out the beers to do for this pot, it was what, like, and I remember thinking as we were looking at what was available at Durand, I was thinking, like, man, this was so fucking good the last time. Like, we got to have this one again. This would be a perfect closer. So, as we were saying, Breakfast Queen, part of Third Moon's Breakfast Club oh. series, uh, it is a bourbon barrel aged Rat Queen Imperial Stout with coffee from Morning Roast. Jesus Lord. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh, my God. The nose is insane.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is spectacular. Do you know what? This is better than I remembered. I normally don't drink Mm -hmm. this type of beer after having the other types of beers that I just had. But uh, you know what? Tonight is a uh, a dedication. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to...
1: yeah, you usually reserve this shit for Big Beer Wednesday, right? Big Beer Wednesday, and or your uh, or, or your or your no drinking night, as we call it.
0: Yes, and I've had to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually decided to make Big Beer Wednesday official, and then I brought back Tuesdays, just because of the sheer volume of beer right now, and because we're doing so many podcasts. And I know this is first, very, very first world problems, but when you're doing podcasts, we're drinking the beers from the podcast, so that it's yeah. not assisting me in getting through the volume that uh i have like i went to duran today and i'm like oh i want that i want that i want that i want that i'm like i can't because i got i just got a shipment from you and i have misorum and brewski and sankiem and a bunch of shit and And we've got
1: two pods next week and
0: uh, i already got two pods next week so literally the only drinking night i have this week because i had a podcast on tuesday as well with an american brewery so literally tomorrow night is my own and aside from the big beer wednesday of some stouts Tomorrow night being Saturday is my only, like free drinking night that wasn't a pot in the whole week, which is kind of crazy. And that's my fucking problem. Once again, extraordinary first world problem. People are gonna say shut the fuck up, and I understand that's fair. It's just I'm trying to get through the volume, and there's so many things like you. You have to. It's opportunity cost. You're like, oh, I'm gonna take this and not not take this, and it's really rough. And I'm like tonight, whilst. I would like to go through volume. I feel like this is special because we get to drink barn cat beers and just soak it up and marinate on it. And, you know, this is 11.5%, a barrel-aged stout in a can uh, uh, with some gorgeous coffee, morning roast, do some phenomenal stuff. I actually had a chat with the dude, and he sent me a bunch of, like, sample bags, um, I think when I was still in Montreal. And it was so fire because there was so many different types of coffee. Um, they do some great stuff, and they work with Third Moon a lot. So obviously, you know. Yeah you know, great people. Yeah, they do. I think uh,
1: like I, I think they do a lot of stuff in the like in the Each Beast of God ones.
0: Which is yes, they do. I think it's almost like I wouldn't I'm about to say exclusively, that's probably not true, but um you know that's uh that's a lot, you know. So it's, yep. it's 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 very, very cool um to to see what they're uh you know what they're what they're doing in the world of uh beer. Um, You know, because when a, a, a roaster like that is working with so many breweries, like, you love, love to see
1: just love to that. I love
0: to see that. There's an understanding of the industry. So it's very cool that, of course, the Bancat connected uh, with them. But they're, yeah, man, they're, they're stout. Like, Rack Queen is just, it's going to be, like, I don't even know if this is maybe this is a hot take, but maybe Rack Queen's going to be the most missed out of everything. The haze Game. Changer. I think so. Game. Changer. I think
1: so. It's a, like, it's a case of there are other people who have stepped in to uh, like, who have stepped into the haze scene um, that are like, that are just as good. Uh, like, you know, like, like you've got your badlands, you've got like, you've got your third moon. There's people who have stepped into that space. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on the barrel aged oh. Imperial stout and the bar, like, and the barley wine game, I don't know, like, like, like there there are some very good ones, no question, but I don't know that anyone has come quite as close to Rat Queen in Ontario.
0: I, I, I don't think so. I just really don't think yeah. so. I remember the first time I had Rat Queen, shout out to Ren, Ren Navarro hooked me up with with some bottles and some stuff, and she gave me a bottle of, I think it was vanilla Rat Queen, this must have been 2018, 2019, and... This was before Big Beer Wednesday, which I only discovered uh, some sort of moderation during the pandemic, which I'm grateful for because I feel like it's made my beer drinking a little more intelligent. But sometimes I would be like, I have two, three beers and I'd be like, yeah, I can have a 10% stat right now, like a fucking idiot. And remember, I busted out the uh, vanilla Rat Queen on a night at the end of the night. And I was like, oh, I after cracking it and pouring it, I'm like, oh, I am way too drunk for this. And um, I shared it with Tiff, but she probably had three quarters of it and I had a quarter of it. And it was my first Rat Queen. I could not believe how good it was. I couldn't believe it. But I knew that if I drank too much of it, it would be a larger problem that I was willing to deal with for me at that evening. But um, it just opened my eyes to how good Rat Queen was and I'd heard about it. And uh, once again, didn't have uh, easy access to Bottles and stuff. And now, obviously, thanks to Duranda's, you know, a bunch of stuff. And they've been pumping them out. I think I've had the rye version of it. This is a bourbon that we both had. I got the, the blue label, which was the rye barrel. Phenomenal. Obviously, the pumpkin. Yep. Um, there's just so many uh, different variants that um, I just killer. And And, it's, it's, and- it's, I really hope, bro, that there's more coming before. Oh, my God. I know it's summer and it's the least likely thing. But fuck if they're going to empty their yeah. barrels and just put together some blends or whatever it is, just.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like honestly, even if it's the only barrel ice that comes out, like if, like if green out comes again, like I'm, I'm going to be a happy guy. Um, but let's talk about this beer. Let's talk about this beer for a second. Like,
0: yeah. Talk about the concept. Again, like, again, like just beer.
1: an absolute masterclass in barrel aged Imperial stout. Like there's there's so much so vanilla good. character that comes like that comes off of this, and there's no vanilla in this beer. This is all barrel, all barrel. Some
0: it's beautiful. Like coffee. there's
1: so much of that that like that comes off of it, and how that uh, like and how that vanilla character blends with the coffee just makes for such like a luscious uh like kind of smooth frothy latte kind of mm. like kind of vibe going on to it. It's just insane. It's
0: impeccable. Um, Do you, so this is your second, excuse me, second time having it as well. Sorry, camera died. Um, I feel like this is better than the the first time I had it. And I don't, I can't put my finger on why, but it just Mm. feels like it's even, like maybe, and this was canned in February. Yeah. Hang on, let me have to add you back again. There we go. Uh, February uh, 22nd. So as of recording, it is June. So it's about four months old, just shy. Um, yep. I feel that this is, it's almost like maybe mellowed. Maybe when I had it, like obviously it was phenomenal, but I almost feel like it's better now. I feel like it's like maybe mellowed a bit because the coffee might've been a bit sharp or something. Um, maybe things are kind of like just sat. And this is in a can, not even in a bottle. Um, yeah. This is so deeply exceptional. So exceptional.
1: It's, it's so fucking good. And it's, it's just so good, and like it's. This is uh, like, and it's rich, ooh. it's so rich, and uh, like, and it's smooth and velvety. Uh the like the texture is just unmatched.
0: You're so right, and the bourbon, it's the oak, yep, the vanilla, yep, the like, it, and like, the and it's
1: it, like it's got a like it's got a hit of. uh uh, the, like, of heat to it, on like, on the end. Uh, and, like, that's, I wouldn't even say that it's, like, a boozy heat, but it's like but it's almost just more of the, the like, kind of a woody, uh, like, kind of thing, kind of, like, coming off the barrel to it, because it does not taste like alcohol burn at all. No. Um, it's just, like, a really, really pleasant warmth. This is, my God, like, this is just exceptional.
0: It makes me sadder drinking this yeah. right now because I'm like yeah. fuck man they still had more cans so maybe we are going to get more for us or something of, of this cuz I wonder how long this will sit the thing is I know we know that these bottles will sit for a bit but how long would it sit in a can I mean maybe it's okay sit for another 6 to 12 or something like that like it's
1: I think it's probably fine I think it's probably, I think it's fine, probably too. fine I don't yeah
0: I kind of just feel like now it's like even just drinking these beers tonight and really reminiscing and and focusing on it and looking at it, I just feel like ah this is not enough I feel like I just need to drop them like once again it's an investment but it's like some of the best beer that this province has ever seen across the board and if you know like money is ephemeral it's it's transitory it's uh you know whatever you put out comes back to you whatever you, you know so yeah. Fuck it, fuck it, you know, like supports Duran, supports Barncat, Make sure that, you know, I mean, they already got their money, I guess, but, uh, you know, keeps Duran yeah. so that it not sit on the stock. and.
1: It's... Well, then, yeah, like, well, well, like, all I can say is that uh, whenever I've been sipping uh, on a barrel-aged beer from Barncat, be it Rat Queen, be it a barley wine, um, whatever, like, whatever the case is, as I'm having that sip I guarantee you I'm not thinking about uh, the 18 or 20 dollars that like that I spent on that bottle I, I'm not I'm certainly not regretting that at that time um so I no. like I can tell you that right now and that was that was true even before they were closing so and it yes. like, and it's doubly true now I'm like I'm really really glad that we got this one again. It was so good the first time and it's this is so a, so good now.
0: This was your call. And so thank you for making this call. Cause when you called, I was like, ah, maybe we should get because they have a, a West Coast called like old school or something like that. Um I was like, Oh, maybe we should get that or whatever. And like you made this call. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I feel like this is just better than I remembered. And maybe yeah. I, I probably had it in February or March or something like that. Because when this, this thing, which we should talk about in a sec, but I'm just, fuck, man, this is so, so good. So this, and this is the, obviously, they had this beer brewing anyway, and they just put it out for this. But basically, Third Moon did this thing called Breakfast Club, and they rounded up a bunch of phenomenal breweries, um, Bellwoods, Badlands, Barncat, Willowbold, um, Counterpart.
1: Um, yep, um, Dominion City, Rorschach, Merritt. Yep,
0: yeah, all a One phenomenal breweries that you would expect across Ontario. And they were like, Hey, you know, make a beer that you would like to drink with breakfast. And we're going to release it around this time. Well, I guess it was end of February. Was, I think it was basically a, an, uh, initiative to encourage beer sales during the quiet time, which I think is genius. Yep. So shout to Bebo and Chris for that. Um, brilliant. Barncat decided to come with this one. There were some phenomenal beers in that whole time. Um, B.B.O. and Chris came with uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Jeremy and Matt came with this one, and obviously you're not just gonna have a you know bourbon barrel aged beer out the ass like they would have had this pre prepared and were like you know what let's make this for the Breakfast Club and it's even uh, you know Breakfast Queen as Rat Queen you know it's tying it all in it's just it's money bro like it's just it's so cool that they did something I don't I think this correct me if I'm wrong because I feel like you had almost more of them than I did um, was there any other barrel aged ones for that for the Breakfast Club
1: uh not of the ones that i tried
0: okay i don't remember either so then this could have been the only one and whether it was and that's okay to just be like oh we've got this beer here we could just chuck coffee and that shit this is what i drink for breakfast and 11.5 percent bourbon barrel aged coffee uh stout you know fuck yeah let's go
1: yeah well yeah and it's a case of like you know we all love a like a bourbon barrel aged stout but uh you know from those of us that love the likes of Peche Mortel and, uh, and, and whatnot, coffee, bourbon barrel aged, uh, like even not bourbon barrel aged out, but like a coffee Imperial stout is absolute my perfection. Everything. And, uh, and like coffee, bourbon barrel aged stout, like.
0: Good. Get out of you! Kill get me, out of my face. Kill me. <laughs> like, like pour it down my mouth.
1: Just oh pour it. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfection you can like, you can't ask for you, you can't ask for better than that um yeah like the like breakfast club was at, like was a phenomenal idea it's like it's not surprising that there were a lot of uh, that there were a lot of coffee stouts that came out of that it's yeah. the, the, like that like you probably there was probably more of that than uh, like than anything else that was certainly um the experience of what i saw um, a couple of the ones that went in different directions were the, the, like were not surprising. Um, like not surprising at all that Rorschach went very silly with it and di- uh, did like a breakfast cereal uh, like IPA or like or something like that. Uh, love them for that. Um, the best. Merritt did like did something very cool, like like with a Hefeweizen with uh, like with like banana and uh, like and and spices, I think. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I I think it was I think they called it like an overnight oats Hefeweizen, which I Uh, like, which I thought was really cool. It was like it was a good idea to kind of uh, like uh, and. No shade at all at anyone who did a coffee stout. Like, like, like that was an obvious choice for a good reason because coffee stouts are fucking delicious. Yeah, um, but I thought it was really cool that Merritt uh, the, the, like came, yeah, like came up with a super original idea with like an overnight oats Hefeweizen.
0: I love that. Shasta Spinney. Um, I love Merritt so much. And their link up here was exceptional. Um, they, it was. They're being very, very creative lately with a lot of their shit with doing like that as a stout called nowhere that was like a blend with wine and it poured like this cleansing. Oh my
1: god. I mean to go yeah, get some just, cans
0: of that. It Look crazy. It's
1: bananas. It's yeah, bananas.
0: Man. Uh super super proud of that. But yeah, it was just such a really cool initiative. Almost now like as you were kind of talking about it and mentioning some of the different beers I'm like fuck this should have got more promo. Like I feel like it should have been talked about more. And I just Yeah. I mean maybe it was just Maybe we should have offered a, a pod or something with the boys to to like you know let's drink a bunch of these beers and and talk about it. It would have been dangerous ass podcast, fucking hell, because there are all, so many of them. Oh, was that was
1: a, that would have been hard. The, the only one I can think like, like I think there's only two or three that I can think of that were under eight uh, <laughs> percent. Because I mean, like like Rorschach's was probably like a five, like a five or six. Uh, uh merits was probably like a six-ish or something like that um dominion who did like who did like a chocolate pancake stout theirs was actually only like 4.5 which is wild
0: wow chocolate pancake stout is phenomenal yeah um just really cool thing and i guess it allowed boncat once again to flex you know Rack queen which is almost like this is hel- it's almost like funny because they're just like flexing like yeah that's right
1: oh I'm my god yeah it's, it's, it's just of- like It's like, yeah, well, you know what? We've got these barrels of rad cream, add some fucking coffee to it, and uh, done and done. And, and like, you know what? Like, that's almost unfair. Like, you can't compete with that.
0: (laughs) It does feel unfair. It feels completely unfair. But, you know, that's what we love them for, and that's why this is, you know, like this is why they're going to be so greatly missed. What do you think... Like if you were to describe someone who hadn't had cap before, like what makes them like what why are they so good? Like what makes them so incredible at what they do, do you think?
1: Uh So, you know what? I feel like Evan uh from the Wheel Brew described it best when uh, like because this announcement had come out when we recorded that episode. Yes, it did. And so uh, and that was episode 130 as you said. So that's yeah. another good one to listen to. Um, Definitely check that. That's like what he was saying was that Matt and Jeremy just really love brewing, and with kind of, like it, it kind of says in everything of, like in everything about their operation from the simplicity of there's like of their social media and kind of and like and just kind of like the really bare bones style of their operation, um, retail stores open like, like two days a week, nine hours total kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it's all about brewing for them. And I don't think there's any other brewery that we've spoken to that really, ma- like that really committed entirely to only brewing what they wanted to brew and doing it so fucking well from soup to nuts. Um, Just uh, like every single beer that they made was something that they wanted to make. They've never brewed a beer in their life that they felt like they had to brew. Mm -hmm. And really like, I don't think the haze game in this province would be what it is today without them. I like, I think, I think that, is what made them the, like the brewery that they are. I mean, like, I think that the, like really what makes them unbeatable is their, like is their barrel program and their stouts and their barley wines. But I think their biggest impact on the scene really has to be their haze because I think that they were doing something that almost no one else was doing and they were doing it in a way that really no one else was doing it. Certainly at the time when it, like when it first started and I think they can take a lot of credit for kind of turning people in Ontario on to what that style can really be before anyone else was doing it.
0: Fucking well said. I really think that's it, man. They changed the game in multiple ways for multiple styles, predominantly haze and barrel aged stouts. And the great thing is that, fortunately, one of those two we can keep around for a bit longer to continue to remember their legacy and what they've contributed in all of our various cellars or cupboards or fridges or whatever it might be to just, uh, you know, be able to crush them over the next few years in reality. Yep. Those beers should should be at pretty reasonable levels for quite a while, depending on the level of um adjuncts. Um Yeah, man, it's I don't think we're understating the their, their contribution to the to the scene and um
1: I really he, don't think so. I feel like anyway like I know I know how much they like I know how much they meant to me when I first got started in this scene, and I know a lot of people got started in it around the same time that I did. And I know that they mean as much to a lot of people in Ontario as they, like, as they did to me, there's like, there's no question. And you can look no further than the comment section on the post that they like, that they announced their closure, just the love that they like that they get from craft beer consumers, but also from everyone in the scene who like who they've inspired um, who like who has really been an inspiration to them? Like whether it's in their haze, whether it's in their uh, like, in their Imperial Stout program, whatever it is, anyone who's worked with them, anyone who's collabed with them, uh, like it's just an absolute shower of love that you can see in that uh, like in that comment section from that announcement. That like, you can really feel um, the love that everyone has for them. And uh, like and kind of the pain that everyone is going to, like is feeling from the loss of uh, from the loss of them in the scene.
0: Once again, well said. Exactly, I couldn't have said it better, bro. That's what it is. So if you're not familiar, I mean, like, fuck, please go if you're able to get access to um, to, to Bon beers. Um, you know, do yourself a favor and uh, and grab that. Um if uh if you haven't listened to the podcast, go listen to episode ninety five, uh with Nate and I and Jeremy to understand a bit more about it and go check out at Bud Is it Bunkat Nails? I don't know why I just forgot all of a sudden I've been on there. Bunkat uh- has- Barn Cat ales. yeah the
1: instagram handle is barncat
0: ales so go check that out look at the comments and just you'll see we'll see what nate's talking about man like you know seven years of of brewing might not seem like a lot but fucking hell man like this is some very very serious um you know love that people are giving them and and their importance to the scene is not underestimated under any yeah. circumstances, we're not, uh, or overestimate, actually, sorry, is what I'm saying. Like, we, we are not boosting. This is no, a not at all. huge, huge loss for Ontario uh, and Canada as a whole, and, and perhaps beyond. Because you know what? I was just checking about these Mother Nights, and I saw my friend Jared, who's a brewer at Mortalis in uh, upstate New York, and he was drinking Mother Night and, you know, giving it high ratings and stuff. And, like, you know, this stuff spreads, man. Like, this is not... A joke Like, this shit is, is for real. So, you know, um, I would, uh, you know, if anyone's able to get their hands on anything, whether it's from trading, whether it's getting down to Barncat, whether it's supporting your bottle shops, uh, whatever it is, before uh, they wrap up at the end of August, you know, right now recording, it's mid-June, we'll drop this in a couple weeks, so it'll probably be late June by the time this is out, but, um, you know. This is just something that Nate and I wanted to do to just pay a little bit of homage and, and you know, say thank you to Matt and Jeremy for everything that you've contributed to craft beer and you know, your legacy will live on, whether it's through your beers or through the people that you've inspired to continue to create phenomenal craft beer in Ontario and you know, hopefully, hopefully both of you, or at the very least one of you will, will still remain in some shape or form involved in beer. I don't know what you have planned for your futures, um, but uh, we wish you the best on everything. And, yep. and just, I think it's really we're just grateful for everything you contributed. You've inspired Nate and I. Um, we've enjoyed very, very much drinking everything that you've done. And I, I couldn't even say I've had a a great beer from Barncat. It's been exceptional every single time. There's not average. It's not great. It's fucking exceptional. And I don't think I'm fucking boosting in any shape or form by saying
1: that nah you're really not um yeah couldn't agree more it's uh like we really we really can't overstate uh kind of the impact that you've had on the scene and uh that like and the love that we have for you for like for the beers that you like that you put out and uh, like and the impact that you've had um on the scene to uh, like from the consumers to the brewers that have come after you. It's, uh, and, uh, and again, like we were saying the comments on, like the comments on that post speak for themselves. Um, you know, you can, like, you can really feel the love, uh, from every corner of the province, anyone who's ever worked with you, everyone who's, uh, um, like, like who's ever interacted with you. Um, uh, and, and, like, and really like everything else from there. Um, <laughs> like and a couple of other things that I, like that I'll add. Uh, Jeremy, I'm sorry for drunkenly talking your ear off at uh, <laughs> like at Dominion City for um, at, like when we were at the festival there. Um, oh, the reading place. A bit, uh, oh, geez, I, like I like I was starstruck and uh, like I it, it was the end of the night and I was drunk <laughs> like I was drunkenly talking his ear off and I like I, I'm sure I was being really fucking annoying, but uh, but, but I, I couldn't control myself. Um, and <laughs> on the uh, pod, he last... said it
0: was cool. He said you were cool, but
1: he did, he did. He did. He <laughs> did. He was very nice about it. Um, the one last thing that I'll add is that, like, I think a lesson to take away from this is that with the economic circumstances that we find ourselves in, um, in the, like in this province and uh, like and really everywhere, because we know this is happening everywhere globally. Um, it's it's hard for everyone right now. Um, the beer scene is uh, the, the, like is hurting. It's hard for everyone. Sales are uh, like sales are slumping. Ingredient costs are rising. Um, fees for everything from shipping to taxes to uh, like to, to you name it. It's uh, like, it's always going up. Um, it's just getting harder and harder like there's no one this that this is getting easier on if there's someone who if there's someone who is making a product that like that you enjoy like on the regular support them as much as you can because no one like no one is immune from this even like even your favorite brewery if you think they're the best in the province and everyone loves them um no one is immune from the difficulties uh, like of the current time so support them as much as you can um like to to whatever is is within your means, because of course, it's hard for the consumer as well. I don't want to um put undue responsibility on people who are all like who are also facing difficulties right now because it really is tough for everyone right now. But it's just a reminder that no one is immune from this, So support the businesses that are important to you,
0: fucking well said, bro. I feel like you're just dropping gems this last like twenty minutes. <laughs>
1: well i'm i'm really just speaking from the heart here man i appreciate you you like like, because this 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 loss hurt this one really really hurt
0: this was rough this was really rough i think i think a lot of us feel it i know you felt it a little deeper than i am just because you got into them a little earlier than i did and i was sort of a little later to the game but it's it's really rough and the most the thing is, this was unexpected. I know we said that yeah. in the beginning, but we didn't expect it. And like you said very, very eloquently, this could happen to anyone. And we just need to – if it's like the equivalent of giving people their flowers while they're alive type of thing. And their flowers in this case are the money. Keep that business alive. If you And this goes beyond just your craft brewery. Obviously, that's what we're focused yes. on here. But if you love your local cafe, go there. Whether to whatever it is in your means, go there once a week. It doesn't have to be every day. Once a week and get your favorite drink and and, and support them, or your favorite restaurant, or your favorite supermarket that's not a mainstream one, or clothing store, wh- whatever it might be. Like small businesses hurt. We lost, last I heard, it was 10,000 restaurants during the pandemic because of all the lockdowns. We lost forever. That's crazy. One of my favorite, called Agricole, a Haitian restaurant in Montreal, closed down forever. And it was like, apparently, it was, it was like equivocably, unequivocally the best in, in in the city. So like, there's a lot of loss that we've had with regard to that. And then now in beer, you know, that part of, of time is is done with, but now it's a different challenge. And the challenges, uh, uh, you know, just like then, were to every business. It's a little different now, but it's still challenging. And some businesses might be like, it's better to close our doors and to keep going. And I understand and respect that doesn't mean it make it hurt any less because small businesses are the heart of communities and communities are what we all live in and you know we're all a bunch of people living in communities you know helping each other out just trying to make trying to fucking get by and craft beers are a community hub as we just talked about uh in depth um last night with wave maker in cambridge you know community hubs are incredibly important um and and we have to just get behind them behind any business that means something to you. So whatever it is, you know, right now, particularly we're talking about breweries. So, you know, like Nate said, nobody is immune. Anything can happen. This was a surprise, not just to us, yeah. the beer drinking community, but I've never spoken to anybody in beer about it. Now I haven't spoken to like twenty people, but I've spoken to a handful of folks and everybody was surprised. Yeah. Nobody was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. Nobody, bro. Like these guys were renowned. We couldn't do a two-hour episode just, you know, on a brewery that was kind of meh. Like, it doesn't happen. No. This is, these guys are fucking game changers, and they will forever be remembered. Their legacy is cemented. Um, so support your people, and if you're able to get hands on anything uh, from Barncat over the next couple months while things are available, do yourself a fucking favor and 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 do that, whether it's directly at the brewery or through your favorite bottle shop. It's... uh. They're going to be dearly, dearly missed, man. I'm very, uh, very happy that you and I did this. Thank you again for suggesting to do this. This is very meaningful. I feel conflicted but lighter, maybe, of getting all of this off our chest and putting it, you know, in concrete for everyone to hear and hopefully commiserate together. You could listen to this and drink some Barncat and shed a little tear, just a little quiet tear and, you know, yeah, you know yep just think about what they did for you and just pay homage man like it's uh you know beer is not just We, you know we've both been in it for a bit and i know a lot of people listening have been drinking for a long time a lot of people have been into it a lot longer than us and they'll understand exactly what we're talking about i'm sure they have a bunch of stories so if people do have stories you want to share it with us you know when we post the the reel and stuff leave it in the comments or dm us and maybe we'll bring it up in a separate thing and love to hear if anyone has specific stories about barn cat. i think that would be really dope to hear that too you know
1: or you know what maybe uh, like maybe what we can also do in uh, uh like in tying it into well. when like to when the uh, like to when the episode launches we can put out a call for uh like a like a short barncat cat uh, like one liner or whatnot that we can uh, like that we can repost in stories or something like that, that um a great something idea. Something that I'll like that I'll say as well uh, when we post the uh, like when we post the reels for this because um, this will be coming out in, uh, in like in a couple of weeks in, in like in late June because um, this is because we've got. Uh, We'll have another month at that point, uh, like for the month of July, that they'll be throwing out new releases. Um, I I mean, I'm sure they've already got the schedule of what's going out. So, you know, it's not going to influence anything. But just tell us what you're hoping to see in the next month. Like which beers are you hoping to like that they're going to bring back? What are you really hoping that you're going to see in the final month of releases? a barn cat like what are your favorites that you're hoping will come back i've already that's mentioned green out um like as a barley wine another one that i'm hoping to see again one of my all-time favorites is cats in space they're uh like yes, they're all Galax- uh, like they're all galaxy double ipa that's uh like that's Love one of them. my all-time favorites from them
0: i that's one of mine too because you got it for me and I just meant, it was just so, I can't express how much that meant at the time. Of how much, just like, oh my god, I'm drinking Barn Cat. Like, I lost my shit. Um, I agree. I feel like that too. And I'd love to see the vanilla Rat Queen if they, if they bring that back. Yeah. Because I feel like I didn't yeah. get to soak it up enough. Um, Tiff certainly did. I'm happy for her. And I got some of it, but I was a little too lit. But yeah, man. This has been really great. We'll post all this stuff to make it a little more engaging for everybody cuz we just want to celebrate and hopefully bunkat can, you know, Matt and Jeremy can can see everything and just understand how appreciated and valued they are by the whole drinking community and of course the the actual industry themselves. So I'm sure they know, but it's once again it's always cool to see it and just get your flowers a little bit and it does Hurt and stings that this is happening, and I just wish them both well. And whatever happens next, I hope they're successful and they thrive and they just have a great uh, career, whatever they choose to do. You know, they they contribute a lot to the scene and they should be uh, appreciated and celebrated as such. And uh, I hope they hope they feel the love from all of this. You know,
1: I hope so too.
0: Yeah, my brother. So let's do the thumbnail, and we'll uh, take this bad boy home. Yep, let's do it. Oh, we'll see if I can get all three of these. I feel like we can.
1: I'm th- I mean, that shouldn't be too hard. It's easier than six that we do sometimes.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Here we go. I haven't done it for a while. I used to have to do this all its fucking time. There we go.
1: I mean, yeah, it's harder for you because you've got to actually take the screenshot. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, I've got to always, like, here we go. Okay, i got one hand, but we good. We good. Okay, yeah, hold out that, that bad boy. All right, you ready? I can't wait. Fuck, here we go. Stunning. uh, Nathaniel, well, first of all, everyone can get Barncat Ales on Instagram, um, and it's probably um, if you want to just know what they're uh, doing, what they're up to. Um, they're actually dropping the beers, online beers for, for this week, um, the bottles and cans. They have the Dream Team IPA, the Preston Blade Corn Lager, sweet release barley wine, the OG, and a mix firm Saison. Uh, right now for beers for this weekend, June sixteenth and seventeenth. As of recording, you will hear this a little later, so make sure you check their website to go uh, see what else they are doing. Uh, Nathaniel, where can everyone find you online? sir?
1: uh, you can find me everywhere at Nathan Does Beer and right here on BAOS Podcast. You
0: know the fucking vibes we're here every week, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening and reminiscing with us because this was a different uh, thing for us tonight. It was, I I feel. I, I feel great after this. This was really good, brother. Um, Guys, thank you for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell, Nathaniel. Ding. So you know when the new new drops. Follow us everywhere at BAOS Podcast. And check out the long-form audio. We drop every Wednesday right now. We have the audio in the uh, morning and the uh, video in the evening. We're dropping the link up. So you'll still see the link up series on Mondays at the moment until that wraps up. And we'll kick that back in sometime in the summer when the next series wraps. Um, guys stay tuned throw us five stars Spotify Apple Podcast and just go send Barncat some love just go tell them tell them what they meant to you and uh, tell us what they meant to you because we want to share it we want to keep talking about it keep that conversation going appreciate you all for watching and listening we'll see you on the next one peace cheers